Welcome, guys, to the MMOs.com podcast. This is episode 82 now, and this is Altai, joined this week by... Omer. Gumble. Matt. Trillia. Bullhouse. Everyone's Full here, boys. House. Like the original Full House or the, the remade version? So uh, so we're not whistling <laughs> the intro anymore. Oh, that's right. We should have done that. It's the best part. My, uh, my esophagus hurts. I can't whisper. I can't whistle. Gumby's a retired I uh, musician. I rest. Yeah. I shouldn't even be talking to you guys right now. This is ridiculous. This is a dirty word. We should, we should replace the esophagus? whistling with a harmonica. Esophagus? I like esophagus. That's a very dirty word. Are you guys what? Are you sick or something? Or? No, I'm just talking shit. He he had oh, too much penis. Shit. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, I'm 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 going to take it away here. We're going to start with the weekly raid, as we always do. Mm-hmm. And this week uh, concerns an interview, actually, with the director and producer of Final Fantasy XIV, Yoshi P. Oh, Some of you Final Fantasy players may know him. Uh, he made a very interesting comment, a mind-boggling comment. I'm actually going to read it word for word here, and I'll post the link to the weekly raid. Well, we've, oh, I'm not logged in, so I can't do that just yet. But here's the comment. The developers understand that Final Fantasy XIV's first half isn't that fun. But something they wonder about is whether it'd be a good idea to introduce complicated skills and systems to new players from the get-go. Now, I find it, you know, a lot of players, I've heard, say, well, the beginning of a game isn't fun. But this is the first time I've seen a developer admit that the introductory part of their MMORPG is just plain not fun. And, I, and I'm so curious if... This is widely accepted by the community, and should we accept it? Would you accept an FPS where the first level wasn't fun? Or is this just, is this unique to the MMORPG genre? So go ahead, let's take on the round table. Is it okay for an MMO to have boring <laughs> introductory content? And we'll start with Erhan. Take it away, I'm calling out names. All right, here we go. Well, this is just part of a longer interview by Yoshi P here. And there's a few good nuggets, but this, this, this was the money line for me, at least. And I think it kind of gets at the heart of uh, why the genre is struggling, as some people seem to say that it is. And that is because the MMORPG genre, I feel, gets too many passes that other uh, genres and other studios just don't get. And then that forces them to get better at their, you know, at their crafts. And for some whatever reason, MMORPGs can get away or have historically gotten away with a lot of things that they should not have been able to get away with. And one of the major ones is the whole... Don't worry, the first 90% of the game is, is trash, it's not important. You, you gotta just sit there and grit your teeth for, you know, 50 hours, 100 hours, whatever it is. And then you, you're allowed to have fun. Alright, I want to throw in some two cents too. I, I, I do think they get away with it, and it is remarkable to see the producer of one of the one of the premier, you know, subscription-based <laughs> MMORPGs today just admit straight up that it's not that fun. I mean, in his defense, he didn't say not fun. He did say it's not that fun. But uh, I, I do think Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV, the early experience, is a little bit better than a lot of other games, only because there is a story content for those willing to explore. So it kind of does get more of a pass than other RPGs. Because you do have the RPG element as well. The storytelling, it's actually pretty decent too. But I, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know what gets people over that hurdle. I mean, I've played MMORPGs for a long time. <laughs> and for the most part, it, it's true. It just A lot of these games don't get fun until like at least the first like 5-10 hours in. Like I don't know about the first half, but like at least ten hours in, it's not really fun. But I, I guess I'm used to gritting my teeth. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just used to it now. I've taken it from so many other games. It's you know when you start a game, what are you doing? You don't know what's going on. I, I have a solu- I, I have a potential solution to the problem, but I'd like to hear everybody else first before I throw out my solution. I'm just uh, to add a little bit of context first. Is that uh, Yoshi P is not considered to be a a bad 
uh, game developer. You know, he's considered to be one of the the better ones. So mm-hmm. this is like quite like a. It's a lot more surprising to hear it from him than like some rando. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and also I, I respect him for for being you know saying this because I think it's something that we all know as MMORPG players, right? And and we've all heard the line, just stick with it. You know, it gets better after after like a thousand hours. Don't worry. You know, trust me. So the fact that he's saying this, and the fact that like Omar was saying, Final Fantasy fourteen actually has more, uh, uh, more premium stuff like st- a real story with you know mm-hmm. voice acting cutscenes and like a there's a real arc, uh, story arc going on in the main story quest in Final Fantasy fourteen. A lot of MRPGs don't bother with that, right? The story is just nonsense, and it doesn't matter at all. You just skip, 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 skip. Um, so it, it's a, it's a good admission, I think. I you know I give him props for admitting that, and uh, I do have a partial solution, but I want to hear your full solution first, no more. Wait, let's go. Uh, let's go to Matt and uh, Gumby first. All right. So I just wanted to throw it out there. It depends, I guess, on the game, right? I think a bigger problem than the beginning of an MMO being boring, because I I think what part of that is is there are a lot of rpgs that start out with like they're really boring your combat is really basic you don't have any abilities i mean it, it's the entire RB, rpg genre is steeped in tradition that requires that the introduction to the game just be incredibly dull especially in terms of combat and i think that the reason that that stands out in mmos is a combination of most mmos are real time and most MMOs are mostly combat. Like, whereas traditional RPGs focus on the story more so, and you just kind of ignore the fact that the combat isn't that good and get yourself mm-hmm. invested in the story, you don't really do that in MMOs a whole lot. But I think one of the bigger problems is that MMOs don't have like a whole lot of focus in terms of what they try to do. And what I mean by that is when you have a sandbox in a lot of times in modern day, like you have somewhere around 20 to 40 hours upwards of uh, just grinding your way through the levels, getting to the part where you can actually take part in the sandbox. And, I mean, you don't need this theme park introduction to the game. What you really need is for the game to be consistent the whole way through. I think that would help. And I think the reason that MapleStory in particular gets a pass on the fact that all it is is grinding is because... All it is is grinding. It's consistent the whole way through. You do the same thing over and over and over, and you know what you're in for. You're, you're not being told, okay, I can't take part in faction PvP until level 50, even though the entire game after level 50 is faction PvP. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's what I think is a bigger issue. But so, like um, so, so, so what you're saying, Matt, is that is that there's no um, there's no there's no pass as far as like like if. if if the beginning is, is boring, like as long as the it's consistent throughout, like as long as you're getting shitted on throughout, it's fine. Is what you're saying. Well, I think he's saying if you don't like the core concept of Maple Story, right? You're not gonna like it at level one, and you're not gonna yeah. like it at level two hundred. So, 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 so you'll you'll know you'll know right away. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the game is being yeah. honest, and there's 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 no like um, mm-hmm. there's no uh, oh just just wait till you get to the end game mm-hmm. like type of a thing. It's like yeah, it's, you it's, know right away. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. He's right. And I'm giving like Maple Story. It's more focused on a single. I guess yeah, Ragnarok um, online's like that too, kind of. So, guess uh, kind of Ragnarok does have yeah. raids and one. stuff and people and War of the Imperium. <laughs> and then another point I wanted to make was, um, we all know when we play a game for that long that there's going to be a dull part somewhere in the middle. So mm-hmm. I think what a lot of games that don't try to focus could do better is make sure that the opening moments are really epic. And I like when they have like 
half an hour to hour long story intro where they give you access to a bunch of skills and let you wreck a bunch of enemies and just give you a vision of what you're going to have in the future rather than just drop you in with a dull little like, oh, hey, you have amnesia story <laughs> and ask you to go um, do whatever random that these people that take advantage of you want you to do. I mean, if you drop people in and you show them what they can have in the future, it kind of has an effect like Metroid games where you start with everything and you have it taken away really early on and then you're slowly building it back up and you know what's in store for you. I mean, you're not sitting there wondering what is this going to be like when I'm done. Doesn't, um, did Blade and Soul do that? There was a game that did that. There's a few of the anime RPGs from X Legend that have done that. I'm not sure if it's Grand Fantasia. Not Grand. It was um. It was one of the X Legend games that they did. A few of them actually end up doing that. Aura Kingdom, I believe, is one of them too. But it didn't do it well. So obviously, it's not a comparison to Metroid, where you actually do have everything. You just start really high level, and you had a few like cool skills, but you had no time to really explore or understand those skills. So it just felt like a disjointed experience. So I do think games can do the Metroid thing better. Aura Kingdom, that's correct. That was the one. All right. Any more thoughts on that, or should, or should we look for solutions now? Uh, I just want to point out, and I, I'm eager to hear your solutions, because uh, I think everyone said whatever I would say. But I, regardless, I don't think any developer or producer should be able to look at their game and say, this is boring. Regardless of what the audience thinks, uh, I find that to be more unacceptable than what the end product is. Uh, you, you should develop your game to make it as fun as you possibly can. And um, maybe they did, maybe they tried, but I, I just, I don't think that's acceptable. Well, I mean, Go ahead. do you, do you think he Go should ahead. lie? I think he's, I give him props no, no, for being no, honest. No, I don't mean no. He's being honest, and I think there's a paradigm, and we've kind of touched on that. That's kind of that's driven the whole genre, and people have played <laughs> into it. But I, I think this interview, if it shows, it shows that things need to change okay. uh, at yeah. some point, at some point soon. And so it's good to admit it and be honest. I would rather him be honest. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, but I think going forward, for the genre to to thrive, to survive, to advance, you, you need to let go of these whatever it is that's holding back. Uh, th this first half of the game, or however you want to put it. So let's what's get some a, solutions. What's so what's so sad about that though is is like we like we said, Final Fantasy has a strong early game compared to like other games. Yeah. So this is like it's it's all downhill from here. Pretty yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that's like the best example. Yeah. But again, that's only due to the focus on it. It it channels JRPGs more in that sense that it's very very focused on story from the get go rather than other games that just kind of string you along with a story. True. Right, I think the I problem solutions. is also all right. Solution. I got a solution, but all right, solution. A lot of games, I think, they don't have objectives early on. Like obviously, you have quests and stuff, right? But the biggest thing missing in a lot of MMORPGs, if not almost all MMORPGs, is a is an early goal, something you can strive towards. And I think the the issue is for the most part money. Whether it's Gil, whether it's Mesos, whether it's Gold, and almost all MMORPGs, is it's pretty useless. It's basically used to upgrade your gear later on, right? Like that's all stuff later down the road. There's almost nothing early on that you want to like save for. Like I, I almost feel like there's never anything I really want to work towards. All I'm doing is I'm following that stupid chain, like the the the, the rail car from the, the the train tracks, right? The game is taking me from be, you know beginning, middle to end, with almost nothing for me to strive towards on my own. It, it, it's hard to explain, but like. This is a pretty poor example, but I'm going to bring it out anyway. It's it's a non-MORPG example. A game like Harvest Moon, right? The mechanics are pretty boring, right? Let's be real. You're literally just farming. But what made Harvest Moon fun for me is what you can look forward to. 
Like immediately when you go to the store, there's like higher level seeds you can save up for, a bigger house, better tools, like all these things that like viscerally and like straight up impact the game that you can you can aim towards. I don't think any MMORPG gives you like like real useful stuff that actually changes your experience that you can aim for early on. You do have that stuff later on where you want to get obtain like high end raid loot, but nothing early on is ever like. Damn, I really want to play for the extra hour so I can get that piece of gear. This extra thing in the game. Nothing has that pull for me. So about from skills, the, levels. I mean, you know. The problem is the combat. In the combat is typically very like straightforward. And like, even Final Fantasy, as my Black Mage, for example, up until like level fifty, even like I'm I'm mashing like three buttons in Final Fantasy in my combat, and it, I can do it with my eyes closed, and I'll, I'll still out DPS most people. So. It's a little easier in games like Blade and Soul, Maple Story, Terra, where you're more involved, right? So just levels alone, I don't think is enough because it still feels like a rail car. I'm just, Maybe they should, uh, they should do like the, the, the Pokemon thing and just like have early game, early game monsters drop like sick loot that looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, like, like yeah. you just keep walking around, you know, like, like in Pokemon, it's like early. It's like it seems kind of boring. You get like the shitters, right? You have like the the bird, and then like the 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 rat, the weasel, whatever. But then there's like that small percent chance that there's like a Pikachu in there, right? And, and you just walk around there for like hours trying to find it. Maybe you need something like that. Somebody said something very, I think, uh, useful in the chat. Maybe that's why they should bring back job advancements. And I think we mentioned this before that job advances do act as like that mini goal you can aim towards, whether it's level thirty, sixty, whatever it is. Dude, it's I just love something. Those. It's just something that like. I really want to get to level 30. I really want to get to level 60 so I get this. It's it's not just a new skill. It's like a new job, a new set of skills. You love to. Like there's right? a problem with that, though. There's a problem goal. with that. That interferes with the aging of MMORPGs. So, for example, uh, currently there's a bad solution to this problem, and that's one employed by WoW, games like WoW, where you start at 100, right, currently? Yeah. Because they know the old content is literally dead now, right? Like, it's worthless. Yeah. So start the new content, and from what I've heard, the WoW new you know uh, expansion has a it's, nice yeah, start. It's great. Each zone is like you know unique and has things going on. Now imagine WoW, you had to start from one, right? Just getting to one hundred where you get to experience the new stuff would probably bore to death. The you know I'd say majority Most of new players. players yeah. yeah. So, but the problem is imagine like a game like Maple Story, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we all we both we all played it recently. Uh, it's much faster level. The game clearly wants you to start the game at level two hundred now, right? And it kind of experience the new stuff. I got to level 100 something in like an hour. Now imagine I had to do these intricate uh, class change quests like a la Ragnarok, where I had to run from one place to another, collect 10 of this item, talk to this NPC. I would, I would have quit. But instead, I could just click one button on Maple Story, and then I just basically get the quest automatically. It's just a matter of talking to one guy and I'm done. Yes, they, they can always go you know, retroactively fix those quests, those job change quests, make them easier. That was an example of many goals you can aim towards. That, that was my solution. I'm curious if anybody else has any other solutions towards this. My, my only solution is to just come up with a core gameplay loop that's fun over long periods of time, start people out in that core gameplay loop instead of trying to introduce them slowly through some other method. Do you, have any, do you have any examples of MMORPGs you think that, that does that well beyond like action, like non-action MMORPGs, like tab-target MMORPGs that have that have a good, genuinely fun early experience? I can't think of any. I can't either. Uh, I mean, that's why. I'm... I have a long-term long -term solution that no game has pulled off yet, but it's just my idea of how they can mm -hmm. do it. So what's what's the genre that apparently everyone agrees kind of killed MMORPGs? MOBAs. Well, yeah, exactly, MOBAs, MOBAs, right? We all know. We've all heard that. And here's what I think, and here's why I think this happened. In a MOBA, 
there is no real like uh, level, like a, a meta level. Instead, mm-hmm. if I'm going, if I play League of Legends, right, and I go mid, and I'm playing against somebody, if someone is better than me, they'll beat me every time, right? So it's my skill and knowledge increasing game after game. So what MMORPG have to do is ditch the level. It should be like Minecraft or Terraria or a MOBA where I jump in, and if I'm good at the game, if I played it before, if I know where to go. I can get equal footing someone. No, I can I can basically my character can basically is ready to go. Like I can face off against people my skill right away. I shouldn't have to do this hundred hours of grind to get a certain level uh, for the character. Because remember, levels are just supposed to ex- experience points, right? It was just an ad hoc way of representing progress. But it should be me as a player progressing in my skill, not not my character just getting bigger numbers. Well, MOBAs also have levels in the game, you know, so the characters well, still get stronger. That's the structure of the game, but I'm talking like, yeah. yeah like... Anyway, get rid of levels, basically. Everyone is, you know, you're, if I make a new character, you have a character you've been playing for 10 years, it's the same basic character. What, what's going to determine who wins in a fight or kills monsters better will be skill. Well, you can't get rid of levels because that yeah. gets rid of the RPG. No, I don't think it coexists. Those I don't two think R- things coexist. RPG doesn't have to equal levels. I think that's a... Uh... No, but you have to have progression and just getting rid of levels well, all together. Why not? The progression, progression could be different items, different questing, or depending on questing. Like, exactly. You study under something like the questing itself. You would quest to get, say, a certain skill or yeah, something. Yeah, like, questing should think, be a quest should be well written and fun. It shouldn't but be questing doesn't define RPGs. Uh, well, what, numbers and progressing and gaining larger numbers is what traditionally okay. defines RPGs. I don't think so. I think you can have different items and uh, cosmetics and houses and quest. You know, like say questing story stuff, uh, guilds. Um, Guild Wars. Oh, you can have all this without levels. Alright, all right, hold on. I, I, I gotta break in here. Uh, sh- we, we, have, we have a game designer with us here, so I'm gonna put Shu on the spot. From your de- game oh, designing shit. experience, alright, Shu? You worked at Riot. You made you made, you made made champions in League of Legends, alright? See, the rest of us is bullshitting, okay? But you can give us maybe a, a more thought-out example. So I'm putting you on the spot, and let's uh, see what you got, Shu. Let's see what you got for us. Fix, fix MMOs for me. Go. Fix MMOs? I mean, a lot of the the early experience the brought up are 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 pretty valid. Like like what Omar said, it's like there there's nothing to look forward to early. Mm-hmm. So that's something that could be worked on through I don't know items or um it, it's it's complicated. How, how about give me a little bit and I'll, I'll think about something. All right, all right. You, you can come back to it. I want to bring right. up one example quickly. It, this is not exact because like Ultima Online, someone mentioned it in chat. There were skill points though, right? But the basic gist of it was. No, if, even if I play for one minute or a, 10 years, my character in Ultima Online has 100 HP, okay? That's it. I can't, it's not a matter of like in WoW where a level 1 will always lose to a level 50, right? It should, be, it should be structured in a way where it's not the character progressing so much as you, the player, progressing through that world. But you have that. You have MOBAs that, that do that. Can, those, can, can your idea exist in like an so. MMORPG environment? So. What about like would this conform to your idea? So let's say there's no levels, right? There's no levels. But let's okay. say there's no there's no levels, but there's a quest. You know, it's a pretty it's a chain quest. It's okay. difficult. Okay. You have to overcome it as a player through your skills, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, basically trial and error. Some very difficult quest, mm-hmm. and after you complete the quest, you get plus two strength permanently. No, you can't have that in your system either. No. So can you can you give us an example of what does have your like any because even at MOBAs they have levels and you do get stronger even Ultima Online you do get strong you have 100 HP you gain strength you gain stats you gain skills <laughs> so I, I don't think your idea no but okay I'll give you I'll, I'll tell okay. you on Ultima Online do, you and me can have the same set of spells right when I will but I will still lose to you 100 percent of the time 
Okay. Same in World of Warcraft. We could both be level, you know, 100, and right. I, you'll so lose me every time. So why not just start it there? And, and, and our progress is the knowledge in the game, and, and, that, and progress through that, rather than these numbers just going up. As Matt said, I think you, you do need that sense of progression and that sense right, of, you know, advancement. You are... Okay, I, I, I don't want to relegate my sense of progression to what gear I'm wearing and what spells I choose and have access to all the spells, basically, or find them on a tablet somewhere and never, like, increase my power of the spell in any way, shape, or form. Even in a system where all you do is pick up the spell and use it, you should still have a system where using the spell more increases your knowledge of the spell as a character, not just as a person. No, I agree. And what, how that would work is perhaps you could specialize in certain spells, and then those get stronger, but others get weaker, and you can switch. Anyway, that, that's still a form of increasing power. All right. Let let, let uh, shoot. Did you did you get a final a solution for us before we uh, jump topics? Um, I have a thought. Like, like, do you guys feel like exp is necessary? No, it's like, not. What if, what if they're like, like in a sense that, like, sorry, I'm, I'm not saying like in a way that, like, you just automatically start at, mm -hmm. at max level. I'm saying like, do we have to have exp? Could we have instead, like, gates that like give you that jump in power? Like, you still have a level, but you don't gain it through exp. Would that be? That's. I mean, any, any, anything that innovates beyond the current paradigm where people think. MMO RPG equals you know every time I kill an orc, I, a number goes up. But yeah, that's... like like put it put it this way, like like let's let's just use Final Fantasy as an example, right? Um, you level through EXP in, in mm -hmm. Final Fantasy, like every other MMO. But what if instead you had a milestone, like you had a quest that uh, you had to do, and when you did that, you just leveled. You don't have to worry about this EXP bar. So walking around and just randomly killing shit doesn't um, is not beneficial. So you don't have that whole thing going on do you think that's going to benefit the game or detract from the game that you can't grind how do you define that mile all it is is a quest that's somewhere along the line it's, it's some main story final fantasy is main story right but then it's just questing without being able to gain experience yes but you do, can gain do we something need else that, do we need that though do we do we need the gaining but... experience through in most games, you're, you're not really removing anything. I mean, it's just you get experience through quests, and at best, you'd be removing certain quests or defining certain... Like, it's fundamentally different, is useful. Though. It's fundamentally different because the way you approach the game is different. So if you, like, psychologically, if you are gaining EXP, you see these small trickles, right? And that's your focus. Your focus is, I need to do this stuff so that those small trickles can become a full bar and I can level. Whereas... The other way, your goal is some element in the story or some achievement that you that you finish, <laughs> and then you level from it. So it's it's actually different, like despite being the same thing. But what I'm saying is that removes all possibilities for extraneous side quests because but no you, one would do them. But what if you get else. other things for those like cosmetics, get, pets, exactly? Other cool yeah, other and, things. and then that way they scale into the late game if you have that, right? Then then those those low level quests are the same as um, you know, they're they're the, they're the same at high level. Like you can still do it at high level; it's still worth doing. All right, I'm gonna seize this conversation and just quickly steer us. Uh, we're gonna talk about what we played because uh, we, we we were complaining about some of the you know these early issues but we did play maple story for sunday fun day well not for friday fun day friday and fun day friday fun day and 
I do think Maple Story again is not a perfect example of a game at all of a game that you know fixes the early game experience. But at least I think action MMORPGs, whether it's Moo Legend, whether it's a game like Maple Story, they do approach it better because it's because right from the get go you. You don't necessarily have goals. You do have the job changes, but at least you can see other players that are really strong, and that kind of gets you playing. So, I'm curious. Uh, you know, maybe we can recap uh, for for Sean and Matt who played Maple Story. Well, Matt who played Maple Story for the first time. Uh, what you guys thought? Because I know Alta and I could gush about it forever because we are old school Maple Story fans. I'll go first. I uninstalled Maple Story after playing. That doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it though. Uh, Maple Story, I still think, is one of the most charming uh, games, and I think it's its charm that allows it to have some uh, optimization issues. It's just um, there are other games in the market I'd rather play now. I don't have; I'm not built to grind anymore, like I was in my youth. But I think that, and I think Maple Story is a tough one, as we discussed in the po- in Friday Fun Day. Uh, it's a tough one to recommend to somebody who never played it. Um, it's just it's a little too old school focused where you are just grinding. I don't know if people are built to grind anymore. I know I'm certainly not. All right, what do uh, you think? As I had said, uh, I don't really think it's charming. I, I think the art style is borderline jarring now. Um, I basically had to turn my brain off while we played because all I did was smash the basic button because my other skills were basically useless even upwards of level 50. So I basically just found a group and smashed the basic buttons. Um, and I don't know. I just I, I can't do a game where all I do is grind and my entire goal is just to grind more and that there's never anything else. Just, but Matt, you, you, you get to have more ridiculous spells so you can grind even more. Isn't, isn't I, I don't want more ridiculous spells. I want a meaningful experience. Uh, but... My meaningful experience in a game like Black Desert, which you played a lot more than I did, but I mean, every time I, you know, got stronger, got new spells, like the cool part was getting stronger so I can grind with those new abilities. Like that was the fun part for me. Like I was always looking forward to getting my next set of skills, uh, upgrading my skills and being able to pull even more enemies and kill them even faster. That was cool. So I, I feel but like I mean, they captured, you know, MapleStory kind of had that as well. Did you take part in guild really no. at all or PvP? I, I, no, then you, no, it, it was, a, it wasn't because of the spells or the skills or the grinding it was the whole guild experience was much more engaging than a lot of the other ones even if it had issues all right well my experience with maple story um i played it originally in open beta took me months to get to level 30 but now they made it too easy i think I think they went over the border here. When Big Bang first came out, it took me around, I'd say, eight hours on a new character to get 30. and I had More than that. More than that. More than that. Okay. Definitely right. more few than days. that. We're talking like, yeah, a few days. Okay. And I remember, I remember I had to read all the, I did all the quests in that, like, mm-hmm. Maple Kingdom and stuff. Um, that was like the sweet spot, I think. This, this right here kind of felt like an absurd private server, right? I was leveling so fast. I didn't, first of all, the quests were all useless, right? Mm-hmm. There was a built-in thing that teleports you to the, your, to the, to the field of your level, right? Yep. I think this Maple Story would have been better served to get just cut all this early game stuff and make you start at level, let's say, 100 or 150. Okay? And it, with the proper stats, gear, and uh, skill point allocation, where that's the beginning. And they can even introduce a little tutorial for new players at that point. I think the game will have a hard time attracting new players, not just for the optimization issues, 
uh, where it keeps crashing, by the way, guys. The game still always crashes. Uh, yeah, and that's, you know, it's one of those cases where it is for a new player, they don't know what's going on. They're, to they're leaving maps too soon, right? They go there, they leave, they go they're somewhere else. It's, I can't recommend it to new players. But, I mean, you want to say attracting new players, though, but since they launched Reboot and since they've been doing these events, since they launched the fifth job classes, the Reboot servers are absolutely packed. I mean, even I don't think the anyone older is, days. I don't think any of them are new players. Yeah, but they brought back all those old players, yes, yes, right? And, yes, they're bringing back yeah, old players. Isn't that enough, though? Like, that that's amazing for them. Let, let's be let's be real. I mean, people, I feel like MapleStory was very charming for its time again because, you know, we're talking 2004. We're, like, graphically, I mean, we, there really weren't that many other options, too. Like, so people played MapleStory. Even if they had, like, national TV marketing for free, like, let's say they advertised to everybody. Like, do you think new players, would they would just, I feel like new players just look at this and be like, no, you know? What, it just this game. It just feels yes. It looks okay. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like people are more picky on graphics. People are like, people are more picky on graphics today. And I think this art style, even though I like it, right? Because mm -hmm. I grew up playing it. I don't think new players would be would be interested in this. I don't think it's the graphics that are the barrier. I mean, look at look at like phone games and stuff, right? Those... So you you think you pick somebody from high school and be like, yo, check out Maple Story. He's gonna look at it and be like, no. Uh, well, it might, yeah. If it's like the Call of Duty bro, he's gonna say no. But like, there's a you know people. That was true when it first came out too. Remember, Maple, when yeah. Maple Story was out, there were plenty of like, Counter Strike was big, right? Starcraft was yeah. big, so it wasn't as if you know the average Counter Strike bro was gonna be like, yeah, okay, cool, Maple Story. I want to play this little cheesy character. <laughs> so this, that same issue, uh, you know, it's the same today. That's not worse today. But those people have like other anime games they can play. Like the people that are into the cutesy like art style, they can play games like uh, Aura Kingdom, any of these, you know, any of the X Legend games. They have. Hero Wars, all these other games they can play. It just feels like the art style and the way the game looks. I just is not. Look, I love Maple Story, but I just don't see it attracting new players. Like almost no matter what at this stage, I feel like no matter what Maple Story did, Altai, they hired you as their CEO, all right? Their their director of marketing. Could you bring in new if, blood to this if game? If I could wave my magic wand, rewrite okay. the client from scratch, but same look, right? But just fluid. Okay. Uh, launches fluidly, nineteen twenty by ten eighty. Guys, by the way, this game's resolution is still the maximum yeah. 1366 or whatever. So that's that's sad. Uh, so if I could fix all that, uh, yes. And I start the game at like, a, you know, I, I just change the quest and change the leveling system where it's, you know, 1 to 100, uh, whatever. But, you know, crunch so there's no useless content. Yes, I think I think there's no, I think there's no, you know, doubt that you could, you could you know, bring right. people back. I'm glad you're optimistic. I, I don't I don't think there's much they can do. I think the best they can do is uh, cater to their old players. I think they're doing that part decently well. But yeah, I'm level 142 only, and I'm looking forward to getting my uh, my fifth jobs. And even though again it, it does slow down, but it's obviously much much easier. But I'm I'm eagerly looking forward to my fifth job class. When I do achieve that, I will do a video for it. I'm curious, Shu, have you ever played Maple Story? Uh, no, I haven't. So I was talking about the whole. Uh, sure. I'm going to have to like one night, like we're going to stream just you and me playing Maple Story together on new characters. Cause this I, is I'm, like, I, I played it for like, I want to say 10 minutes, like long time ago. Like, sure. Like, I'm going to grab you and we're going to play Maple Story together. All right. Just, you have to experience it. I feel like as a gamer, you have to, listen, this is like one of the most profitable MRPGs in the world. Like, like top, top six. All right. This made, this made more money than the like, two last year. It's not like a, when that one game came out, Gunbound or something, wasn't that Maple Story? That was a, that was well, that was a great game too, but not by the same company. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't tried it, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to try it. And right. like, if you want, we can stream it, and I'll just give um, like my entire think, commentary on the experience. I think you're wasting right. your time. Right? There's no way she's gonna like it. 
It's an experience. It's I don't think she's gonna like it either, but like it's an experience. Right? I'll stream MapleStory with Shu uh, one night, so you guys can all look forward to that. You know, when I hear him so talk I, I about something, by the way, for that, uh, I, I don't know if you want to backtrack to the thing, but I, right. I, I, I thought of something. So she's got a solution. Shu, you're gonna fix it's, it's early it's game. It's hold on, hold on. Shu, Shu is gonna definitively hey. fix early game MMORPGs. Guys. Ready, set, go. Guys, all right. So Yoshi P's issue, right? Like, uh, what he cited was that it, it's too complicated to like throw somebody into a situation of having all of their their max level abilities, and 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 this is. Um, I don't know if like maybe Palace of the Dead was like a experiment for that, but I mean, look at how many shitters there are <laughs> in that. Um, I mean, you've done yeah. it, right? Yeah. So, so let me explain for people that don't know it. So, Palace of the Dead's a uh, dungeon in Final Fantasy where you start at level one and you increase in level like very fast. So you you keep you keep leveling really really fast. But the thing is, is um, so you have a lot of people trying out new classes, right? And it kind of shows in Palace of the Dead they they have no fucking clue what they're doing because they level so fast, right? Yeah. Little, and and then you know things spike in complexity like as you level so people are just face rolling the keyboard and dying and their dps is shit mm -hmm. this, this happens in um in that dungeon because oh, i mean some context because in files of the dead in final fantasy you get to pick what class you want to play so you start as level one of whatever class you want and then as you progress in the dungeon that class levels up, and you may have never played that class before, and it does get complex very quickly because you level very fast in the dungeon. And it's way like two faster hours. Than normal. Two hours yes. to get to like max, not even yeah. two hours to get to max level, like maybe like an That's hour. That's a really cool dungeon half. concept, actually. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's 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 fun. It um it, it's fun, but it, it it highlights the issue that uh, mm -hmm. Yoshi P was saying is that you you jump into it with everything and you're confused. Because you mm -hmm. don't have the experience that you build. Like when you're playing an MMO, right? You do multiple dungeons at different stages of your character. You you grow with mm -hmm. your character in a sense. Like you understand, like okay, I gotta do this at this time. It, it, it's through experience that you learn how to play. You know, because you, you you have the 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 mental like link with your character that like oh, if I press one, it does this. Otherwise, you're just like oh shit, what button did I put that on again? And you know, you're doing yeah. combos and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So that um, that's a really good con. Yeah, that's that's really. Yeah, oh, so yeah. so that that was his issue, and um, I've actually I also have that issue as well. So I I, I run Dungeons and Dragons a lot. It's one of the things I, I I play more than I play actual MMOs, and uh, when I when I DM, I don't want that problem to occur in my games. So I never start characters like even though like say this is a heroic campaign where like the the characters are supposed to be heroes already. Um, that's actually my recent campaigns like that. I still did not start them at the level I wanted them to start at. Instead, I started them at a lower level with an increased EXP track. So it's like a, bo a boost. I didn't follow like the, the, the books mm -hmm. EXP curve. I did my own EXP curve where I leveled them extremely fast early. So it's like level one is it, really simple. It's, it's like that in, um, in MMOs as well. It's like the early game is like really, really fast, right? Because you don't have much to worry about. It's like, okay, I press one to do Firebolt, right? And mm -hmm. then I have a combo into Firebolt, which I get level three. So like, you know, I get that fast. So pretty much it speeds them through this track. And then as they get to the more complex parts, I slam on the brakes and I slow the XP down. So and is that your solution? Maybe, speeding it up? Maybe that's what needs to happen is, is um, you know, it's funny is maybe Trio Saver had some idea here <laughs> where um, there's a, there's an XP curve where like you progress through, or, or maybe, maybe, Wait a minute. What if you did the job thing, the job EXP thing, right? Where you change jobs. But when you change jobs, it like reset your EXP and then like it had that curve again. So, 
So I, I, I sorry, I'm, I'm kind of having jumbled thoughts here, but maybe yeah. Xavier was onto something and it wasn't just some bullshit that we were thinking what, about. What I'm hearing back is we go back to the job system that we speed up experience is, is what I'm getting, but this isn't really a revolutionary new uh, concept, unfortunately. I, I mean, I mean it's not, minutes, but nobody's it's doing it. Nobody's, no, no, do, nobody's doing it, right? Like yeah, Final Fantasy has a job change. I mean, you know, it's uh, it, it, it keeps you on the same track in uh in final fantasy's job change so maybe maybe that's the time required to, so the tuning would be the time required for you to learn said character to progress on that track all right, right. Uh, speaking of of new games maybe uh maybe uh sorry uh, let's go let's 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 you know archie Ar archage for example just launched their archie age archie age i mean like the comics Jeez. right like Archie. Comics. Archie's. All right. Speaking of Archie, it's actually kind of funny. They have something that's spelled A R C H E U M in the game, and I'm trying to figure oh, out if that's supposed to be Archium or Arkham. Arkham. Yeah, Arkham I, I don't Batman. know. Batman. Yeah. Arkham right. Knights. <laughs> Arkham Knights. Yeah. Am I supposed to pronounce the E there too, or no? All right. How is Arcade three point? Because I know Matt, you've, been, you've you've at least been trying to play on the. the I've been trying yeah. pretty hard. To play on the I, Go ahead, take it away. <laughs> if you were more consistent, I would have been streaming it by now, but I can't even get in for more than an hour at a time. I just either get DC'd or the server goes down. But yeah, um, I'm really liking the Dwarf Starter Zone. It, it feels kind of... Uh, it's a nice introduction as far as MMOs go. Like It's kind of lazy, laid back for the most part. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a quick preview though what 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 is the patch like wh like what it added and like what do you like, like i don't, I don't remember everything that it added okay so yeah it added the two new races the dwarves on the noya alliance and the warborn on whatever the other one is called i don't care it's the out the enemy that's it <laughs> the <Anyways>. enemy <laughs> um and it also added these abyssal skills that are an extra set of skills that are added to a skill tree you can have Three skill trees in Arcage for anyone that doesn't know, and each one basically represents a class with a lot less skills than a lot of other games give you. And um, you mix and match three of them at will. You can change it whenever you want, but they're each leveled individually. So if you like swap out Vitalism for uh, crap, uh, Witchcraft, then you're going to have to re-level Witchcraft on its own. So um, you can add an Abyssal skill tree to any one of those and it'll be another extra set of skills that they say add um these massive skill effects basically like you're you're really gonna appreciate using it so um, Matt, Matt, quickly to tie things together i want to get quick thoughts on the early experience in arcade for you know i, I don't think you've played arcade before if you did you only played no, very uh, a little bit i so played how, it for like five minutes so how was the early experience because uh, you were able to play this for a little bit i think yeah, I've, I've put, I think, three hours of actual mm -hmm. gameplay into it. Uh, when you just start it up, it's pretty awful. There I mean, you I'm go. Not gonna lie. The, the issue I'm continues. Not gonna the lie. issue continues. Okay, so right now, the fresh start game. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's DCing all the time, and you have queues of anywhere from. You have queues of anywhere from like an hour to like five hours. I heard somebody in the Discord waited five hours, right? Wow. So I'm sitting there like, every time I get in, my queue breaks. So if I'm if I'm in a queue that's larger than like 50 people, I say fuck it and I quit because every single time the queue number breaks and it says greater than an hour and I've I've waited like an hour and a half and it hasn't moved and it hasn't gotten me in 
and I'm still sitting. It says 531 or something, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm done. I quit. I'm going to bless mm-hmm. where the queue at least works. Um, but once you get in past the queues, the intro experience isn't that great. Um, you start out with every class starts with a bow and a sword and shield, and they can all use them, and none of it makes any sense because you also have your skills on top of that. Mm-hmm. That And as a vitalism like starter profession... I had this these magic attacks that it would just put away every single one of my weapons and start like using my hand, charge up some spell and throw it at the enemy. And it's it's a little weird. But on top of that, the combat doesn't feel like there's any weight to it. Like it, nothing moves. Like the screen doesn't move. There aren't really that big of effects. You, it's just nothing. Um, hold on. I mean, even even despite all that, I mean, uh, with the with the 3.0 update, it's worth mentioning too. The game has a pretty big spike in player base. If I'm looking at Steam charts right now, and it's getting about 5,000 players a day, peaks at 5,500, and that number is at least twice as high if you include the glyph number. So, it's bringing back a lot of players on the on the new server. I think one of the biggest appeals of the 3.0 update is going to be that new server. Is that is that is that the reason most people are playing? I was going to say, I don't know if you guys mentioned it till now, but yeah, the the great thing about this new update is there are two. Uh, last time I checked, legacy servers now, which well, fresh start, whatever you want to call them, not yeah. legacy. Fresh start, fresh start. The old ones are now legacy. Uh, but basically, these are new servers. Everyone starts fresh, which means you know, in the first five minutes, all the good spots for housing were taken, obviously. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. But I do want to make one uh, comment. I also, I was excited. I played Arcage briefly. I got to like level eleven as well. I around there. Uh, so I, I wanted to try it again. Two problems. One, I logged in. On my old account, right? My existing Tryon account. Guess what? I couldn't even start on the Fresh Start servers. You have to make a nope. new account to play on the new servers. Now, I really don't get the point of that. Because, you know, I did. I went um, on the site. I made an account. I, so, I know why. And it's it's going to sound really bad. And they're probably never going to admit to this. So, basically, the Fresh Start servers, they didn't want anybody to be able to transfer over and bring over their old characters. It wouldn't, they wanted it to be a fresh start. There's a new rush era, as they call it, where everybody's rushing for land and everything. Mm-hmm. And what happened is I'm 90% sure that it's a Band-Aid to the problem of not letting people transfer. And rather than just creating a new system where people can't transfer, they just made you make a new account so that you don't even have any characters to transfer. Oh, that makes sense, I guess. It's, they, they, yeah, they, I mean, it's, a, it's a silly block. workaround. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna go conspiracy mode. Ready? They okay. did it so that their account numbers go up. You know how you know how Ooh. games always do like, oh, shit. Or like or like ten million accounts registered, right? They never tell you the concurrent or active players. They just tell mm-hmm. you total players. So now they just double their player base on paper. They gotta they gotta report the big numbers. <laughs> yeah. And, and yet beyond beyond the total player base, they can even say active players. You know why? Those people that made new accounts on the new server, they may even log into the other account to play on the other server with their guildmates and their friends. So now one active player becomes two active players. You know. Boom. Oh Boom. shit. And maybe they're raising money from investors, and this is like the number they got to pitch this number, you know? Boom. I want to say one I... more thing. Uh, another bad thing Tryon did here. Okay, so Tryon obviously made Rift a long ago, ten year, ten. It's a pretty old game now. They have no excuse for this awful launch. So like I was saying, I tried. To, I made a new account. I logged in, <laughs> and guess what? Boom, queue. I couldn't. There's a thousand people queue. You know, hours to get in. I gave up. Um, well, on that point, uh, they did add another fresh start server after the first time that the first one. Mm-hmm. And they've upgraded the uh, server software or hardware since then. They've moved it to better servers or upgraded. What I don't know what they did exactly, but 
they're on better servers now. That's not one did that before. Oh, wait, wait, wait. But <laughs> I, I, people are mad about that because it'll split the community, as uh, Sean has brought up to me. But um, honestly, I don't think they added enough servers. Like, I, I think they should have added another one after both of them had queues. I mean, it, it, once... What they should have done is made sure that there was enough to accommodate everyone, and then maybe once they um, had those servers and they started thinning out on certain servers and one of them stayed popular, then they could like assess server merges or something. That's, that's how they should have done it. Because right now, instead of having a system where eventually one of the servers is dead and the other one need and they need merges into another server right now people just simply can't play and the people aren't going to wait i mean they're they're really not going to wait a week to be able to play the people that aren't getting to play are going to be gone and the people that are leaving that were leaving opening spaces for these people to play are going to be gone so they should have just opened another server and assessed what to do after that what about Gumby's theory that uh, when you see like bots in a game or gold farmers and uh, spammers, that the game is worth playing because it's, there's gold farmers and spammers in the game? Does that, logic, does that same logic apply to queues, Gumby? If there's a queue, it means the game must be worth playing, right? Because other people are in queue with you. The queues mm. are totally it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that... It doesn't, mm. Yeah, the queues are artificial one, and it, also, it never means that the game... Is worth playing. It means that the game. There's a lot of people playing the game, which can be a sign that it's worth playing, right? So, because who, yeah, who, what kind of gold farmer is going to go try and sell something in? Uh, I don't know, Hero Hero Plus Online. You know, no one. So, <laughs> I guarantee um, there's probably gold farmers in there. Come on. <laughs> I no, yeah, yeah. I think I think Airhan's right. I think the queue is artificial because there are workarounds for the queue, like more servers or uh, not even right. more servers, just better hardware and you know handling of the. Oh, okay, but. Well, I'll leave that point on the side, but Gummy, for the yeah. record, you can buy yeah. gold in Hero Online. The the current going rate is uh, really? four hundred million gold on Hero Plus is eight dollars and ninety cents. So I was curious, oh and there are gold sellers in Hero Plus. All right, that's how you know if a game is like still relevant. Yeah, gold sellers. I guess it is. <laughs> well, it's a good metric. It really is. I haven't seen any gold sellers in Arcade yet. I've I've seen a bunch of people trying to sell Apex, and I'm not sure if they actually can or not. Because I know one of the major points of contention is that you can sell Apex to get in-game gold, and then you can use that to buy gear. And um, I'm not sure if that's still a thing or not, and or if people are just trolling because I haven't gotten there yet. But mm-hmm. that may very well be a thing. And there are a lot of people that are going want to sell Apex like sixty gold or something. Actually, the gold farming thing actually reminds me of one thing. Did you guys know that? Well, somebody told me, I don't know if this is true or not, but like my friend told me some. That's my disclaimer. They oh. say a lot of these Korean MRPGs, they don't have any gold far- gold spammers in the game. Any. Because in order to gold spam, you have to make your account with your Korean social security number. Mm. So once they ban you, like they got you banned by like social security number, you know? So they say these games, there's actually like no gold f- spammers in these uh, Korean games, which is pretty crazy. I want to take an opportunity to shit on Tryon again. I think we let him off the hook too quickly. <laughs> oh my god. This is please, company, please. This is a company with 10 years of MMORPG experience. The fact that they're having these troubles, a couple of days after uh, the update of the patch, right? I still, I can't play. I can't play the game. So it's not a new <laughs> studio with like five guys as their first game. You know, I can, they're just, what is this? Like, are they mentally like... Incapable of like Blizzard has the same issue when they launch their servers. Come on, this is like no, a no, no, they have it for a day. Issue. They have one okay, day. Yeah, they have it for a day. Yes, one day. They have it though. For one day. And a couple like I remember Diablo 3, right? It was the last big time this happened. Actually, by the way, did, weren't the Legion launches like really kind of smooth? Besides Legion was good. Legion was yeah, good. Yeah, very smooth. Okay. 
you know what? They figured it out. Uh, well, I figured Blizzard figured it out. Uh, yeah, it only took them like uh, enough. They, they're worth twenty billion dollars. Okay, when Tron is worth twenty billion, they'll figure it out too. Like it well, took a company like they Blizzard won't be worth twenty. To hold up, they won't be worth twenty billion because this is the best they can do. So what, but every every like even big companies end up with these problems, you know. Like this is I, I give it a pass because the server issues for big launches and big updates have literally been plaguing the MMORPG like industry forever. It, you know it, it's a sign of the times, you know. You know it's, right, it's right, right, right. I was too harsh. You know, you gave it a pass. I'm gonna give it a pass too. Since I can't play arcade right now, I'm gonna pass on the game. That's it. All right. <laughs> there you, go. you know, like there's a there's a hundred games that are vying for my attention. Uh, I wanted to play arcade. I can't. That's it. Game's done. Uninstalled. There's a certain exclusive. Is there an exclusivity to it? Like, there's a line. You know, you gotta go through a line to be able to play, right? The See, queue is the queue is the VIP pass. Right? It's it's just like there's people waiting in line. It's like there must be something there. It's like imagine when you're when you're like looking for a restaurant to eat at, right? And you see like Bob's Cafe, and there's nobody there, right? And you go, you can walk in, you can sit down, you can eat. And then there's like Remo's Cafe, and there's like a there's like a line out the door. Are you like intrigued? By I'm going wow. to Bob's. Every look time. All, no, th- th- look at that line out there. These guys must know something. You know what I think? Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Suckers. I'm going to Bob's. Bob passes health inspection. I'm going to Bob's. Also, All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> I know someone mentioned in the chat, there are there are like premium uh, passes, right, for the queue. Mm-hmm. But when I was reading the subreddit, even people who with the premium uh, money spend, right, even they had a queue often. That's bullshit. You should, if, you're pay, if you're paying for it, you should not have a queue. That's, that's crap. Well, I mean, they were queued even among the paying players. Like, there's so many of them even trying to get in. So it was, it was, it was pretty funny. That's really bad. I mean, we've been shitting on them for a while, but I just want to throw it out there that I am going to be playing Arcade, and I already put money in for Patron because I heard that if you want to um, actually play the game, you need Patron for labor because it increases the rate at which you get labor. And it also lets you regen labor offline, which is something that is really valuable right now mm-hmm. while I'm getting kicked all the time and forced to requeue. So, um, yeah, I am planning to play it, and I've already put money into it. And I'm already looking at the costumes. I'm eyeing them up like, should I get this? Damn. <laughs> it's not me this time, Omer. It's, not, it's, it's, it's <laughs> actually not that expensive. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, yeah. that's what I say. That's, that's what I say. <laughs> Here's, right. Except it's I'm what, actually going to stop after like one. Okay, <laughs> I'm actually going to stop. Right. I can stop whenever I want. You know, I, I just don't got there. But like, look how nice that looks. All right, <laughs> It does look pretty, and also she could easily say like, "Oh, that one gotcha only cost two dollars." You know, just yeah. I just keep buying more and more. Did, were you guys there when I streamed the? I streamed on MMOs, the FGO gotcha, dude. I rolled, I rolled literally three hundred fifty dollars. Oh my god! And I didn't get it. I didn't get the item. That's crazy. I know. Well, you know, Shu. If you had been rolling gotchas in China. Oh, uh, you would have known. You would have known the odds. Because... I do know the odds. I, I did know the odds. <laughs> That's the worst part about it. All right. Hey, uh, uh, no, all right, we're we're done. We're done talking about. No, no, loot boxes are still a topic of discussion. Take they are. Yeah, we're, we're going to bring it right to loot box because in China, China actually passed a a law regulating random loot boxes. A company publishers have to display the odds of receiving items from a loot box now. Uh, which is pretty interesting. They're the first communist country ever in the whole world to do this. So good, good on you, communism. Not just, not just communist. I imagine it's one of the first countries. No, I, I think it's everywhere. I don't think anyone yeah, else has a law yeah. like this on the books. Yeah, I think it's, it's one of the only countries. I was only saying that because it's only, do, what, four of them? Hmm. I, I remember when I streamed it on MMOs, the, mm-hmm. the chat was like, stop, please stop, shoot. 
<laughs> there, there was a chat intervention. There, there sure. was. There really was. They were like, "Stop it!" Like, like, shoot, come on! Like, seriously, like, you, you need to stop. And I was like, "Guys, but I need to get. You know, I'm so deep. You know, I'm so deep. The I need to get." cost fallacy. And uh, I ended up not getting it. I should have stopped. I should have listened. That's, uh, that's... You should have listened. I should have listened. So, what do you guys think of uh, this this rule in China now? This law that uh, game companies have to show you the odds um, for their uh, boxes, loot crates. That's that's fair, I think. But it's a good if rule. You, listen, I think it's a good. It's, I think it's a great rule for players. But I, I, even today, if you look at like slot machines and like casinos, they don't tell you the the the, the they, odds of getting the jackpot. They don't they give do you the odds for Europe, anything. They do in Netherlands. All right. Well, they do in Netherlands, but in America they don't, and no other country has you know required this for that's game companies problem. to do. That's I, not. That's I, not. That I, doesn't I, enforce it or not. That doesn't really enforce the idea. I think it's necessary. Okay. Then here's the question I'll ask. I. I think um, I think people are going to be hooked more if they know that their odds are like five percent, for example. Like, because most people are going to start out thinking, okay, so if it's five percent, I'll get twenty and I'll definitely get it right within twenty, right? And then they yeah. don't, but they're like, okay, well, I still have five percent chance, twenty more, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's just <laughs> no, but so I think it's the it's opposite. actually going to increase spending. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's... I don't think so because right, I think. Yeah, if it would increase sales, I think the companies would have experimented and done it already. I think people like for like especially the the mobile games where you have to draw the hero collectors, where the five star, six star legendaries are incredibly rare. If you learn that those odds are like less than one percent, I think a lot of people will look at that and be like, "F this! I don't want you know if it's less than one percent, I don't want to do this." But I, I if they don't know that. the numbers, I, they can just. Keep the thing though is, I think that a lot of people look at it and they get one or two and they don't get it, and they're like, "Okay, my odds are a lot lower than I thought they were," and they just give up there. But you don't think one company would have done this if they thought it would actually increase sales? Like you're saying, I mean, it would actually help sales. I mean, that's not to say that they just they just didn't know, right? Like, I mean, it's it's not rocket science. Like, right, hold on, the odds, I mean, that's show the odds, you know. Regardless, yeah. Omar, the original question yeah. is. Not whether or not companies can make more money. The original question is: Is this something? Is this desirable for for people who play gotcha? Is this is this good? Should should we Wait. should we see this in America? Here's, the, here's you know? the question. All right, the Cong U.S. Congress is everyone. Is <laughs> everyone it's only us five. We're the U.S. Congress. Oh, we're the only we, are the, we are the U.S. Congress. Yeah, we are the Congress, right. the Senate, and the presidency. Us five. All right, okay, we're gonna like we're, we're the Supreme Court, baby. Now, here's the bill before us. This exact same rule. All right, companies got to show us the odds. How do we all vote? And we'll go down the line. We'll start with me. I've, I vote yes. Oh. We should. We need this rule. Law. There ought to be a law. Remo. All right. Omar, go. Uh, I say no. <laughs> abstain. Not abstain. No. no. Not abstain. I vote no. Okay. Gumble. Uh. I my 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 knee jerk reaction is no. Okay, Matt. I'd have to say yes. Okay, shoot, you're oh, in the study. Oh, shoot, the time. I already, I already knew what I was going to say before. Shoot, shoot, the, 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 no. the, the MMO industry is lobbying you. They're giving you millions no. of dollars. In your pocket. No. No. Good. Yes, they will. Oh, win. my God. Wait, I'm I'm I, was, I was already going to vote no before I heard everyone's mm -hmm. thing. I'll tell you why, because it's okay. not the government's. Uh, it, it's some political thing. It's not really, it has nothing to do with actual yes, issue. That, I just, that's I just don't. I just yeah. don't think that the government. It's not their business. It's not their business. They have no say there, you know? Yeah, pretty much. But as players, I think I agree with Matt and Erhan that this is by far too. an amazing <laughs> thing for players, right? There's no doubt this is like a big win for players. But 
it just oh, seems like an overreach for me. That's the only I, I have my, my, my moral philosophy that's holding me back from voting yes. You same, know? Same, same here. If, if, if I was a player, I would definitely say yes. I'd, I'd say yes because that's what I want. Yeah, but... I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Obviously, it's a it's a you know political decision. You know, it's not yeah. just a, yeah. So that's fair. Uh, but luckily, right, the, nose, the nose took it. I, I accept my fellow judges on the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> we can all go to China if we want to know the odds. So shoot, next time you go to Stream Fate, go to China first, and then make sure you buy your loot boxes. Or, or I could just look at Republic. the odds. Or I could just look at the odds and uh, on the on the site because. Oh, posted. okay. Another, oh, and, and, another funny thing is, I believe that once these rules are published and active in China, the companies will actually end up raising <laughs> the chances for the good loot because I feel like in a lot of games, the odds of winning the good shit are so astronomically low that companies will be too embarrassed to publish the real numbers. So once they're required to release numbers, they're going to make the numbers a little bit better because they might be embarrassed by how bad it was before. This is just speculation on my part, but that, that's my initial thought. The number, it might actually help players because of that, too. The Grand Order did that. The, the, the odds were so so terrible mm -hmm. for um, getting good stuff that they, they made it cheaper to roll. Also, Matt, we can test your theory. I think we can when when, uh, when this when this law takes effect, we can look at quarter over quarter revenue for some of these games. I mean, it, obviously, it's very hard to tell because they launch new games. You know, the, the business is growing; they range they change prices. But we can see if it affects quarter over quarter. And in fact, some of these companies are publicly traded in America, and they do these investor question and answer sessions. So people do ask specifics about certain games. So I'll keep my own, I, I'll make sure to read those and see if we can get an actual gauge on the actual impact in the industry. You know, Omer, one of your concerns was that if people see the odds, they're going to like be like, I don't really yeah. want to do it anymore. Just my but guess. That, I mean, obviously, that, I don't know. Check this out, though. What you do is you hide the odds. That's what a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of odds for a game. So let's say Fake Grand Order, for example, there's odds, right? It tells you like mm -hmm. this, this, this much percent to get like an SSR rare, right? Mm -hmm. And then what, they, what they'll do is there's so much shit in that per small percentage pool mm -hmm. that now you, now you're fucked because. It's even lower, but it doesn't look as low. <laughs> and then they do an event that says increased increased chance to get this character, and then you know they make even more money because of that. <laughs> exactly. Also, I'm curious, what are the odds of getting a six star, like the rare, like in Freddy Baker in order? Do you, do you do you have any numbers in your head? Uh, I can tell you Shadowverse. I mean, no, Shadowverse. I know Shadowverse. They published their odds too, which is F interesting. Freddy Order was was uh, damn, it's it's been a while. Is is really low? It was like. Uh, let, me, let me look at that. Well, while you while, while you look at that, we have some interesting. Uh, speaking of you know, pay to win and spending money on these uh, these games, we 1%, have one percent. One percent. All right. My favorite story of the week. This is by far my favorite story of the week, and I thought it was remarkable. A California man spent get this one million dollars on Game of on War. Game of War. One million dollars. <laughs> Holy crap! There's not even any waifus in Game of War. Oh there is a waifu. That's wrong. There is a waifu. There is the Kate waifu. Upton is the waifu. Kate Upton and is the waifu. Carrie. Well, not anymore, remember? Yeah, they downgraded. I still they choose to believe. Out. I still choose to believe. Wait, can we point out, though, we didn't even get to the best part. It wasn't his million dollars. Not really. <laughs> okay, so I'll tell the full story. So there's a guy in California. He works for some heavy equipment company. And he uh -huh. basically was embezzling money from the company for a couple of years. He stole a total of about $5 million, of which... One million of it. So 20% of the money he stole, uh, he decided the best use of it was a mobile game, a strategy game called Game of War. I think so I mean, too, Olver. That's crazy. That, <laughs> even though it's stolen money, 20% for, for Game of War? I mean, 
It's crazy. He bought luxury cars, plastic surgery, home furniture, some like season tickets for uh, some. Ba- I'm not sure that's baseball or football, but he spent money on other stuff too. But it's remarkable that like this guy was so addicted to a game of war that he spent this kind of money. I mean, I the only like, yeah, like custom title or something. <laughs> Just it's paid. You basically spend money, you get more you know troops into the building, and it's it's a strategy game where whoever spends the most money gets the strongest in the game. But the only reason we know about this, like the exact spending, is because this actually went to court because of the embezzlement case. I guess the the company stole the money from sued him, and in the court documents, these numbers came out. How many other players do you think spend this kind of money, non stolen money even, in games like Game of War? In Clash of Clans and these these strategy games, like, do you think this is like more common than we think? I think the seven I, figures I, is rare, but I think there's a lot of people spending six figures and and five figures. I think it's it's fucked up that you can not cap out at that much. Like, there's oh, no yeah. cap there's, there's, there's no hell. cap. Why did why did people play this? I mean, I mean, when you have people like that, why even play this game? Like, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> it's not like Fake Grand Order, where like if I roll. I get that waifu, and that waifu is like mine forever, you know. But like, uh, but it's a different kind of addiction. It's not about the waifu. It's about uh, you it's know, about it's about stomping, like, stomping. Yeah, it's about drugs. stomping people. You know, it's like imagine. Hacks. Shoot, imagine you, you play. They shoot, do what imagine, all the other pros do and buy hacks. Okay, go go become a CS:GO pro. Buy hacks. All right. But shoot, imagine you're playing like League, right? And this guy in the enemy team is shit talking you, right? Yeah. And you yeah. and, and he's gonna win the game. But if you whip out your credit card and spend hundred dollars, you 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 just beat him. You mean people, like in, uh, what game was that? What was that game? Uh, Heroes evolved. Yeah. But Heroes evolved. That's like the mentality in these games that like, okay, I want to beat this guy, but I can't, right? But if I whip out my credit card, I can all of a sudden. And then you do that and the rush feels good. And you, you took all his resources, you took his base. And all of a sudden, like somebody else, imagine like you played the game for a year and you have all this cool shit, right? And you spent a couple hundred dollars and somebody else attacks you, right? And yeah, now who's the, who's the real loser here, really? I mean, hmm. I mean, who's the real loser here, right? It's like, it's like I would just troll people just to make them spend money at this point. <laughs> but it still requires your time to like require them to spend money. It's just it's nuts that this, this stuff happens. And one funny thing too, because it's in the realm of gotchas and this this these incredible like money sinks in these games. I was curious, you know, because somebody brought up League of Angels earlier in the chat. And if you look at the League of Angels, how big that game is, the company that makes League of Angels is called Yuzu Interactive, right? And they're this giant Chinese company. And they publish a few of these uh games like League of Angels that are all very pay to win and you know nonsensical, I think. <laughs> And that company is worth, get this, $3 billion. They're worth as much as Square Enix. League of Angels is worth as much as Square Enix. How does that make you guys feel? Uh, uh, good for them? Different. Good for them. All right. I, I, I don't know. It hurts me to think about that. It keeps They're those like, assholes out of my game. Just saying. I mean, it hurts me. It just makes me feel bad. I, I just like... A company like Square Enix, which makes all these like epic franchises and like these like almost like beautiful games in my mind, versus a company that makes League of Angels, and and they it's it, somebody on the chat says I want to go cry. Like it, it really, I don't know why. Obviously, there's no no like chip off my. It doesn't mean anything to me, right? It's not my money, but how is it that like the 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 market, the economy is rewarding people that are making these pay to win? stolen assets garbage games like they literally steal assets they do all this shady stuff and then they're worth as much as square enix it's 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 unfair but i don't think it's unfair yeah they're the thinking. same i don't <laughs> sorry i don't think that they're the same market really i don't think they're taking money from square enix if that makes sense i mean yeah, it's that's... unfair that they're doing less work to make more money but there's a lot of that 
already yeah. in the world anyway. So, I mean... Mm-hmm. I yeah. see nothing wrong, and I think it's more Square's fault than anyone else's. Uh, the market, yeah. the market is in mobile now, right? The gaming device that's most popular in the world today is the mobile phone. Half, mm-hmm. over half of app spending is game spending. Okay, there are more iPhones sold in one quarter than total PS4 sold in its history so far. Okay, so that's what, nuts. What this means is, if companies like uh, Nintendo or Square Enix are kind of slow to the upkeep with for mobile. And they're catching up now. It's their fault for letting the market go. You know, you can't blame the company that capitalized on the opportunity. I think okay, today, so, yeah. today, Square not making a, it's you know mainstream games, their biggest games on mobile, is like them choosing to make a new game today on NES. Like making a game on PS4 today is is like uh, FF15. We just got it. Omar's been playing it. Ten years in production. Uh, it's disjointed. I, it, it took too long. The, budget, the the market is not there for these kind of games. They need to move it's to not, mobile. It's not the same. Uh, not the same market. I don't think, because the people that want to play like that Final Fantasy, they're never gonna play League of Angels. It's just like me. I'm never gonna play League of Angels, right? Like no, no matter what you say, like I'll try it maybe for like you, for like a minute just to true. like you just play to that. Try it. You play mobile games. You spend a lot of money on the Fate stuff, right? Yeah, so, but it's different. It's, it, Fate has some production quality. But in the right? end of the day, it's still a hero collector shoe. There's a, there's, you know, yeah, it's, it's a genre. Game. Of games. It's, it's not the same game, game as. It's not the I same mean, game I mean, as League that, of Angels. At the, at, I mean, at that point, maybe it's a, a monetization issue. I mean, I'm, I'm also. You have to understand, I'm also not the norm, right? Like, I think. Let, let's take Omer. Omer's a better example. Omer has like more money than all of us here. All right. <laughs> And he doesn't spend shit on games. Like, I know, because I've been like, hey, Omer, Omer, let's play this new game together. He's like, how much is it? I'm like, 20 bucks. He's like, nah. Right? That's, that's me. That's me. I'm cheap. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, but sure, it's, it's, I am the not norm. the norm when it comes You are the norm. To... He's the abnorm then, if anything. I, I, don't, I don't think so. Really? Uh, uh, let's ask the chat. Like, how many of these people are going to spend, you know. Money on mobile like, games. Would you say that our, our audience is all gamers? They're, they're all gamers, yes. right? Would you like? I mean, I want to see like you know how many of you guys in the chat are gonna spend a right now? Are gonna spend four hundred bucks no, no, on, no. on Fate Grand Order? Don't, okay, don't, don't, don't give me the four hundred number. Okay, okay fifty. How, I can spend fifty. Five, five. Would you fifty or or fifty? Okay, that's fair. Do you see yourself? Here's a question. Do you see yourself <laughs> spending fifty dollars a year on mobile gaming? And I think for the most um, people, the answer will be on, yes. On a, on a on a on a single game. Fine, on a single fine, game. Fine. 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 I could. Yeah, I could see myself doing that. In fact, I did. I haven't Pokemon gotten, Go. I haven't gotten hooked on a mobile game like that, but I could. I could very easily do it. I don't know. I pride myself on having spent $80 of uh, League of Angels currency that I didn't actually buy. Wait, what? You you get a ton of currency for free if you play consistently. Oh, nice. doesn't count, though. While people, I, I put a straw poll out, people could vote on there, it'd be great. And just for some context to what Altai, Altai said earlier, PS4 sales recently hit 50 million, and in a single, in, in, in the Q4 of 2016, this latest quarter, Apple is expected to sell 74 million iPhones in three months. Now we're comparing PS4 lifetime sales of 50 million to a mere three months for Apple. Apple is selling more iPhones in one quarter, than Apple, the Sony has sold PS4s by you know 50% more in, in, in their lifetime. And let's be real, mobile devices are gaming devices because half of all app revenue is literally games. So you, can, you know, it, it is a comparison because it, they are gaming devices. 
Yeah, I hate when people say, well, phones aren't, like, for gamers. Well, guess what? You know, what people spend their money on on their phone are games, whether you, know, whether you like it personally or not. Like, look at this guy. He spent a million dollars. Interesting enough, I do want to say that number... Well, I mean, I, yeah, go ahead, Matt. And an easy way to put it is that... Um, well, an easy way to kind of counter that a little bit is that um, consoles are kind of at their highest adoption that they've ever been at. And the reason that I think that mobile gaming took off the way it did is because everybody already had a phone. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a phone. I mean, it you, you it's very uncommon to find someone that doesn't have, genuinely doesn't have a phone. And so mobile gaming was able to take off because it had the market that already was established, whereas consoles have to take over the market for themselves. Well, remember, I'm not talking about consoles. I'm talking about the software writers, so a company like Square Enix. What excuse do they have? No, I'm besides... just saying the comparison. Yeah, yeah. And my argument here in the end of the day is I think these consoles are going to go away for this reason. Uh, we already have a gadget in our pockets that plays games fine. We don't need multiple gadgets to do the same thing. They don't necessarily do the same thing. You know, a PS4 game has a different interface and is, you know, you, you, could, you could do a different thing. <laughs> we could do more things on it because you're not restricted by the, the size of the phone, the UI of the phone. And, and yeah, what, but I mean, another counter to that is a lot of mobile devices actually have higher resolutions than even a lot of people's computers. Yep. So, I mean, that's not really as much of an issue as you think it is. And one last thing I want to touch before we get too far away from the initial topic of the guy spending a million dollars. I do think this is more common than people think. That Even like, for example, we on MOs.com, we get 50% revenue share on this, this one game by Plarium. It's called Sparta. It's some strategy game that plays almost exactly like Game of War. So we send people to them. If they sign up from our website, we get half the revenue. So because because of that, we have a tracking system that we can see how many people are spent, like what kind of money people spend. We've had one user that spent like $5,000. No, my bad, my bad. He spent uh, he spent $10,000 because we got half wow. of that. So we made $4,000 off his spending. But the guy spent $10,000 on Sparta. It's, it's a browser-based strategy game. I mean, God bless. You know, he wants to spend money. We make money off it, but... People do spend this kind of money, and I, I don't think it's that uncommon. I think you know you get like twenty paying members. One of them might be a whale. Like twenty-five paying members, I think one of those will spend thousands. Maybe if you get a hundred paying members, they'll, one of them will spend over ten thousand, twenty thousand. A thousand paying members, someone's gonna spend like hundred grand or more. These games are made to be addictive. Like these games are. There's there are so many games like Game of War for a reason. Like it's mind-boggling if you look at the App Store, you look on browser games like Ebony, like Game of War. All these strategy games, there are just so many of them. And the only way it makes sense is they make they print money. That's why we see so many of them. All right. Well, we know our audience yeah. now. Uh, the straw poll. Only, I'd say only about a third of people watching participated, but it's looking like the split is 25 75 mm-hmm. So most people here would not spend 50 bucks on a mobile game. So there's but that. But they, they say that, but will they? You know, that's the thing, too. You know, people, everyone, nobody wants to admit that they spent money on Candy Crush or something. Else. Yeah, but yeah, that's, kind of... that's a good point. Everyone I've talked to, right? I'm like, I see them playing uh, Candy Crush a couple of years ago. I'm like, did you spend money? They say, no, pff, not me. Ha ha. Literally everyone I've asked said, I've never spent money on Candy Crush. But ha, it's making millions of dollars a day. So somebody's spending this money. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you have to understand that your, your, your friends are probably like, you know, what you know, our type of gamer, which mm-hmm. isn't gonna spend money and is gonna look like an idiot if they do. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would, I would obviously like, like, like Alte. If you, if you, if you 
co- consistently spent money on Candy Crush. I- I'd miss Nybra at you. I'd say that guy is uh, more questionable. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> but that's my point, though. The people that say no are clearly some of them are lying because they're embarrassed, right? That's my point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, it is an anonymous poll over here. So then again, they, they probably won't be lying. But also, people don't always um, intend on spending it. Like when they say, do you see yourself? Unless they like, they might say, you know, no right now, but they might find a game they enjoy and then boom, you know, they drop, they drop 50 bucks. Because it, it's easy to spend 50 bucks. If you look at the App Store, it's interesting because they always say what is the most selling product in game, right? And it's remarkable. If you look at these mobile games, the best selling items are the 99 99 Packages of gems and in-game currency, like the ten-dollar purchases, are usually not the most common. The most that's common purchases are the, the best. Uh, it's the yes, the they give you the most bang for the buck. Yeah, but that's crazy that people are okay with spending that kind of money. You know, it, it's, I mean, it's it's more of a if you're gonna do it anyway, you might yeah. as well, you know, go big the, or go get home. The, get the best value for it, and then not spend for a while. That's mm-hmm. that's how I see it. But but to to go further on like what you said, I did not expect to spend money on fake run order. So so what happened when I got into that game is um, mommy and my other friends were playing mm-hmm. it. Right, they played it for like a good three months, and I was like, you know, fuck that mobile shit. Right. <laughs> anyway, so um, I don't know. We we got back into fate like uh fate because we started playing like a D and D fate campaign, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh man, like fake run order, like like let's like fail and get my my fate fixed, right? So I started. I was like, I'll play it. I'll play whatever, right? And then I started spending money. Because of because of the characters that came, I was like, man, I really want that character. So I, again, I didn't I didn't expect to spend money, and it just turned into that. From That's how they get you. Based on the the characters. Okay, you one know? one final yeah. thing on mobile before we move on. Um, mm-hmm. in, I think in a day or two, <laughs> Nintendo's first uh, in-house mobile game is coming out. Uh, Super Mario Run. It's gonna retail. It's not gonna be free to play. It's a ten dollars, uh, but there will be a free demo of sorts, like a few levels. So ten bucks for the full version. If right now it's gonna be um, iPhone only. Is anyone here or anyone in chat going to be buying this? I personally will buy it. I have an iPhone. I don't play too many games on it. I know, and I kind of like the fact that Nintendo's being kind of honest with this. I can pay ten bucks once and I get the game. Right? I don't have to spend ten thousand million dollars on Game of War. And you know, there's a free version of the Super Mario Run too. There's gonna be a light version, and you can test it out. I think yeah. it's like a demo. It's like a f- yeah, first yeah. few levels or something. I'll yeah, play the demo and see if it's up or alley first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna play the demo first, obviously, because it's it's right there in the App Store. All right, all right, let's. That was it. Actually, one thing that really also caught my uh, eye this last week. Uh, Webzen, the guys behind Moo Legend, we did a, we did do a Sunday Funday for, and I think we were talking earlier in the podcast too about um. The, you know the early experience. I think we can all agree that I think the early experience for Moo Legend was pretty was pretty solid. Like from the get go, you just felt like you were having fun. And action MRPGs kind of get a pass on that one, I think, because it's just the games are built around the gameplay. But if you look at the infographic on that on that page, it shows you they released a neat little infographic how people played the game. But there's one money shot number in there that I thought was really interesting. Uh, first of all, the next closed beta is set to begin sometime in uh, early 2017. So we still have to wait a little while to play the game. But the cool stat was 7% of the people that played the closed beta reached max level. Wow. Which I thought was pretty incredible because it's a closed beta. You know, I, I, I don't like investing time into closed betas because I'm going to get wiped and I got to do it all over again. But apparently, you know, a lot of people think otherwise. You know, 7% of players, it's not like 1%, 2%. A full 7% decided to reach max level in closed beta just to get wiped again. And I'm curious, have any of you guys, have any of you reached max level in a closed beta? No. 
I have no. not myself. No, and I, I've played so many of these games, and I, you know, I never think about playing that long in closed beta. I'm impressed, sure. uh, and I was impressed by Move Legends, but when I heard you say the second closed beta starting soon, yeah, I think they gotta start. They gotta wrap this up and launch an open beta. And I, well, it's not launched in Korea either. Yeah. I mean, they gotta whatever it is. They gotta hurry up before people lose interest. You know, we got the Christmas time coming out. Lots of big games. Lots of big <laughs> updates coming out. You know, they gotta they gotta step on it. Have you, have you ever heard the saying that in game development, the last ten percent is ninety percent of the work? But, it, but you can always. That sounds about now. right. Wait, have you ever heard ship and then you know like, ship what you got then improve? Or don't let perfection be the enemy of the good enough. But no, I, I think have I agree with Matt. Have you heard of early access, guys? So you heard of early <laughs> 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 I, I prefer pre-early access. All right. <laughs> I like uh, open beta. That's my other favorite. Uh, I, I think it's got a lot of optimization. Needs to. They need to fix That's optimization true. before they launch. I mean, they desperately need to fix optimization. My computer, even though the processor is aging, mm -hmm. is still much higher end than most people's computers. And when everybody was doing their effects in that little dungeon we did that was in the circular elevator type thing. Mm -hmm. And um, there were a bunch of enemies. It came down to like 15 frames per second at one. I think and we were all suffering. I think I was the only one I, it, not lagging during that. I lagged as well. Yeah, I lagged as well. So and I, I have a <laughs> brain, yeah, almost, I think, last gen i7. Yeah, it must have been some kind of software like uh, conflict because Amar and I have like similar computers. Yeah. I, just, I, think, yeah. I, I think they need to fix that before they even think about launching. All right. I mean, I think I think it's okay to take their time and get it right, especially because it's not already out in Korea. It just feels kind of lame if they release it in Korea and then the Western market has to wait like a year, like two years to play it. <clears throat> play the soul, you know? If they pull that bullshit, I agree with you. They got to rush that already. But when, just because we got a taste of it doesn't mean we have to play it right away. You know, it's better that they spend that last 10% perfecting it, making it a better game because... I think we all agree that the first like hour is literally we're going to make our snap judgment right away. And if that early experience, we have any issues and is not perfect because we have so many other options, like we're just going to switch games. You know, you said with arcades, you couldn't get in. Right. And that's done. You know, you're done with the game because you couldn't get in and you have all these other games to play. So how can you tell these guys to rush their game out when they might write that same issue? They, they don't want to lose you. You know, they want you to play it and then get in. And I mean, ARPGs are kind of a dying genre in general. I mean, they've been dying for a long time, and I mean, we've, we've had a resurgence of them in the MMO world mm -hmm. recently, but the ARPG audience will be there when Moo Legend is ready to release, because there aren't that many games for them to play. And it's fun early on. That's a very key part. That's why ARPGs uh, got that going for it. <laughs> and actually, there was what another ARPG you were streaming earlier uh, today, right, Matt? What was that all about? Yeah, okay, so Guardians of Ember. It is created by Rune Waker, the creators of um, both Runes of Magic and Dragon's Prophet. And almost every time that I have made this statement, I have forgotten Dragon's Prophet almost every single time. Anyways, so it's kind of a lot like the whole experience with Moo Legend. You have the open world zones that people can meet up with each other and kind of interact and it has kill sharing so you can just aoe the shit out of everything and you don't have to worry about it because anyone that gets a hit in will get um experience benefits from it um it has dungeons that are so far pretty simple 
I'm actually a little disappointed in terms of ARPG dungeons, but I mean, I don't think it's quite as disappointing as Davillion. But <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's very much an ARPG, and one of the I'm playing an engineer, and one of my fir- my very first basic attack, right? It shoots like a magic projectile either out of a gun or a crossbow or a bow, and whatever it hits, it explodes. It just immediately explodes and gets everything in the area. That, that's straight up ARPG from the get go. Um, like, I don't know. It plays. It feels a lot like Moo Legend if it were a Western game. I mean, if it, even though it's a Taiwanese developer, it is a very, very Western feeling game. Well, like, and I don't really know how to describe it. I checked the Steam store after I saw you playing it, and this game costs money. So is that just during the early access, or is it going to cost money? I wish I could tell you that. They they say on the Steam store page that they don't know what they're going to be doing as far as um, the business model, but I'm 90% sure what they're actually saying when they say that um, they don't know what they're doing with the business model in the long term is that they're going to adjust the cash shop as necessary. I'm 90% sure that's what they're doing. Isn't it funny? So that I think game, it's going to cost money. Isn't it funny that a game can charge money on Steam and then say, we're not sure if we're going to be charging money later. But for now, here, take my money. Take, you know, give us your money. Uh, it's smart. being honest. It's a <laughs> smart business honest. decision. Yeah, it's a very smart business decision because you, you, you capture the hardcore market and then you get the mass market later. People don't want to play it right away. But I honestly think if this charges money, it's going to be dead in water. I mean, I mean, the game could be good, but if it's not excellent, if it's not like literally like amazing, amazing, you, you have like you have Moo Legend, which I think a lot of people played and they enjoyed. You have you know Lineage Eternal eventually, Lost Ark eventually. But like you, you know, people are hyped for these ARPGs. That I, I I hope they don't charge money on launch. I really hope. But I mean, at least it's playable. You, you, you yeah. listed three games that literally we have to be D, TBD in terms of winning. Lost Ark, yeah, we, Lost Ark was playable in beta, but the second round of close beta is starting real soon too. But yeah, you're right. But even but Moe, you have Diablo well, three I mean, as well and Path of Exile. You know these other games too. Path of well, Exile. Well, you, you say that. You say that people aren't going to pay for it, right? And mm-hmm. that it's not going to have people playing. Just today, on launch day, it had 922 concurrent wow. users. Checked. Now, yeah. are we are we sure those, those are paying users? Was there like a free key giveaway event or something? No, there was no free key giveaway. Because I know we, 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 did, we did a giveaway. Indiegogo. Yeah. Well, no, we didn't do a giveaway. We did a discount. Yeah, I was going to say, we did a giveaway for a game called Intershelter, which is a buy-to-play game. We gave away 10,000 keys, right? But, like, it was it, it cost money on Steam, but we gave away keys for free. And, like, you know, that was that kind of cheated the numbers a little bit. But, yeah, the numbers are very impressive. You know, 500, it peaked at 1,100 players today. So, for, you know, an action RPG that's, you know, not very well known to get 1,100 players that, you know, potentially paid money to play, and it's 17 bucks right now on Steam, and it's currently with a 15% sale, it's pretty impressive. So I stand yeah, corrected. It, it People are playing. The, it came out of the gates like Tiger Knight. None of us knew what it was really yeah. other than like some vague rumblings. Mm-hmm. And it just took off anyways. But I think one of the weirdest things about this game. Okay, if on screen right now is the skills menu. All three of those skills on the left side are basic skills. You can only have one of, it at, one of them at a time equipped to your left click. And that is a weird skill system. I don't Odd. really... I haven't gotten used to it yet, but you, you basically build it based on skills that you are given for your basic, your secondary, and then you have another set of four skills that you can assign based on when you get the skills, and then you can upgrade them with various buffs with skill points. 
but you unlock all the skills directly. It's weird. All right. Blue the, the price or... barrier is still holding me away. Blue Legends <laughs> or Guardians of Ember? Yeah, Matt's played both, so he's our... What, one of them, you got to come... Well, one Guardians of Ember is playable. Oh, oh no, no, no. Right no. For, for, forget the playable part. Let's say, let's say in the, you know, it, it's out, okay? Let's say Moo Legend came oh. out as it was before. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, that's a, good, oh. that's a good preface. Uh, let's say Moo Legends came into open beta exactly how closed beta performed. Same content. Which one? And let's you... say, and you had to, play, okay. you, had to pay, you had to pay to play this one because you don't you don't get a free copy. Long term, long term, I don't know because okay. I don't know how the end of them are. But immediately off the bat, Guardians of Ember feels nicer to play. I All can't right. describe to you why, but it feels nicer to play. All right. Which one did you have more fun with in the first two hours? I think probably Moo Legend, but the reason for that is because of the absurd AOEs. <laughs> Last right question. Last question. You have two buttons in front of you. Okay, the Moo Legend button and the Guardians of Ember button, okay? If you pick Guardians of Ember, you condemn the entire WebZen team to death. And they're all dead and the game <laughs> never comes out, all right? You click Moo Legend, you condemn the entire Guardians of Ember team to death. Which one do you pick? Wow, that's unfair. No, it's dark, but you got to answer. I'm putting you on the spot. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you got to kill one, one team. I, I condemn myself to no, death no, no, by not pressing the button. If you pick what? the one, they both die. They noble, both die. Both noble die. decision. It's a, a modern-day, industry-relevant Sophie's Choice. So go ahead. Matt, you got to pick. I'm putting you on the spot. Wow. Okay, so... <laughs> no one's going to judge you. It's a silly question. So don't feel too bad. <laughs> I'm trying to decide. I, oh, my God. No no searching which company has less employees. So you want to do the least... No, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> all right, I'm all right, thinking. Just... <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody said I save <laughs> I really don't know. You, got, you, you, you will condemn them both to death if you don't pick in five, four, three... Alright, I, I, I guess the moot. I don't know. One? Oh, Matt, you just killed both. They're both dead. I said I guess dead. the moot team. Okay, you save the moot team or you kill the moot team? Kill them. I still okay, they're all dead. I, I, have an answer. I, have an answer. I haven't played Guardians, but I'll tell you why I'm going to pick this. I would pick the moot team because I hate those stupid wings. Give me an option to turn those wings <laughs> off. But you deserve you deserve what you get because of those wings. All okay, right? better, better question. Shu, as somebody who has not played either game, all right. which one do you prefer? Um, I prefer. See, she was at least biased. She's, she hasn't even seen other game. <laughs> She's Moo? the most, uh, most, you know. That's it. Call me. Moo has right. a better name. Okay. Moo. Moo. So, I mean, it, it's catchy, right? Moo. Yeah. Moo. Moo. Online, you know? Moo. Save the cows. <laughs> All right. Let's take oh, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. wait, wait, wait. Which. Hmm. Where, where, where are the developers from each game from? Taiwan first, uh, South Korea. Oh, I'm going with uh, South Korea. All right, shoe racist confirmed. Easy choice. Shoe racist confirmed. All right, yeah. I wanted to point out uh, this past week, Bless Online uh, mm -hmm. opened their open beta doors, but only in Russia, not in America, because uh, <laughs> Area Games has been, you know, silent. And I have been playing Bless. I didn't get to bring this up before. And it's a rather fun, uh, polished, tab-targeting MMORPG. And I feel like the Russian voices fit the game so well, so I don't even need area games to publish the Western version. But I it, know. It, it's been very popular, too. Yeah, Q's, 
They're cues, yeah, which there is kind of shocking. I don't like uh, this. The game was so popular that 101 XP, who's the Russian publisher, had to put an IP block up uh, on the day it launched in open beta. Originally, there was no IP block, everyone could play, but there was so much global interest, they had to make sure that Rush actual Russians could play the game. So if you want to play, you need to have a VPN to bypass the cheat engine uh, or cheat detector, and then you can turn it right off and play. And it's, it's also they, uh, it's rather pretty. They do encourage it. They do they encourage, encourage you to use a VPN if you want to play. That's pretty funny that like even though the publisher required them to like a developer required them to have like IP restrictions, they like they they tell you to use VPN. <laughs> and the, the the news here too is that before there was no uh, IP blocks, they did add the IP block for the open beta launch. But luckily, you know, it's not that hard to get around IP blocks. There's a great article on MMOs.com how to do so. So definitely uh, check that out if you actually want to play uh bless. And uh, having played both the Korean and the Russian versions, I just want to throw it out there. Um, I, I agree with Sean that immediately the moment one of them started talking in the Russian version, I'm like, damn, this fits so much better than the Russian. Korean voices. Yeah, Every character looks Russian. It was made for Russia. I mean, at worst, they look Italian. You know what I mean? They're, yeah, they're still yeah. so it's, it's a, the thing. Here's what Bless, the best summary for Bless, I think, is it's a Korean-developed game, right? Mm -hmm. But they clearly took uh, Western fantasy and Western fantasy architecture and you know Roman architecture, at least from what I've seen, as their inspiration. So it's cool. You have this environment in this world that's uh, basically a Westernized fantasy world, but through the eyes of a Korean development team. And it, it ends up giving a, a very <laughs> cool uh, aesthetic uh, to it. And I, I really feel engaged by the world. I even want to say that while it maybe doesn't have the same fidelity as Black Desert, it's an overall nicer and prettier fantasy-themed uh, world than Black Desert was. Wow. There's far more variety. Actually, it, even the Elvish Zone takes its cue right from Lord of the Rings, and it's really neat to see. So, All right, Gummy, I have to ask you and Matt a question, all right? Because I feel like most of the time when I play a game, like within the first like few hours, I can tell right away. Like, I have a general idea if the game yeah. will be successful or not. All right? I feel like I, I got a decent nose for it. It's not 100%, but I got like 80% nose I can tell sure. if it's be successful. From your first few hours, do you think Blessedly successful? Financially successful? I Yeah, so I think so. But okay. it comes with a caveat, and it's what I've heard killed the Korean version is that the end game was supposed to start at level six, but they launched with a level cap of like level forty or forty-five. So they <laughs> so didn't have sorry. a real end game, mm -hmm. basically. Does that word and mean? that's what ended up killing it. In Korea, so it, it, with the caveat that they end up properly implementing the end game, I think it could be really successful. I mean, mm -hmm. I've been really enjoying the combat, and while it's not an exact one to one, um, the assassin has been reminding me a lot of Blade and Souls Assassin, just in terms of pacing and some of the overall feel. I mean, and they've done that with something that's primarily tab targeting rather than primarily action. Yeah, that's good. I have an important uh, question, though. Do you feel blessed when you play it? <laughs> That's a great question. Gummy, Matt? Hmm. Do I feel blessed? No. Right. I feel. I feel. <laughs> I feel like I. I don't need to be blessed, right? I seize the moment. Right. Oh my god! Oh, Gummy, I, I need a number from a scale of one to ten. All right, one mm -hmm. being uh, going to church on, on on Sundays, and ten being killing heretics. Where do you stand? <laughs> Do I really need to answer this? Of course. And killing heretics. Okay, Gummy's killing heretics. He feels, <laughs> he feels that blessed. <laughs> God, it's obvious. 
sanctioned by God himself. So Before we get too off track. <laughs> Before we get too off track, I, I want to point out to our ahead. audience. Uh, are we about to take it away? No, no, take it, take it. Okay, okay. I want to point out to our audience that gigantic mm -hmm. Motiga's long-awaited MOBA-esque uh, game is in open beta, and you can play for free. You don't need a key or anything. Uh, you can go you to the Windows, Windows 10, 10 store. You'd have Windows 10. I'm, One last what? thing before I'm blessed. This will be the game we are playing this Friday oh, yes. for Friday MMORPG Fun Day. Work, <laughs> hashtag working title. Um, so we will all be... If you guys want to see this game in action, see the you know new player experience, uh, Friday, same time <laughs> as uh, our podcast on Sunday Fun Day, you can watch us play blessed. All right, that's all. Watch us kill heretics. Continue. Watch us kill heretics. No problem. And by heretics, I mean kobolds and hamsters. <laughs> the number of cute animals you kill in Bless is a bit appalling, but that's it's all tragic. right. Anyway, it's, yeah, it's a little tragic. It's like the every MMORPG is the opposite of PETA. But anyway, but you so, can also catch them. That's true, but I just kill them. You can enslave the, them. The blood so what's best? Enslavement or, or death? All right. All right, mm, take it. Gigantic. <laughs> So go ahead and play Gigantic. That's all I was getting at. Go play Gigantic. Man, I know has streamed it a bit. I think we played it uh, for Sunday Funday. We even had a developer in the stream, and I I rather enjoyed it. Will that it wasn't I don't gigantic. know. Still. Yeah, that no, was we had power. No, no, that was Gigantic. We had someone in for no, we, Gigantic. We, we, we had we had a developer for Gigantic. Oh right, and you meant in the Twitch chat. Yeah, yeah, Twitch yeah. yeah that's oh. what I'm sorry, forgot. I got to clarify. I'm not. I haven't been doing a good job about that. No, you haven't. I'm, no, I'm actually I'm looking forward to playing this again because uh, I know one of one of our buddies who hangs out on Discord, uh, Asami, he plays and he was streaming earlier too. So I know Matt plays as well. Maybe you know us three can play one time because it's not a game I would play solo, but if I can get some buddies to play with me, I'd be down. So hey, hitting I, up I, Matt I, and uh, Asami. So there's a question. I streamed four days in a row. I'm hooked on it. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow. I'm surprised to hear that because you're not you're not a big boo guy either. Uh, you say even though I put 24 hours in a hyper universe in the first week. I mean, 24 hours in mobile talk is like what? Like, He's like, you still, like, yeah, like, you still learn to walk. Like, like, you got like training. Training. I work for a living, damn yeah. you. <laughs> um, if I look at my, my hours played on League and Dota combined, that's it's too much. So here's the question much. then. We all played both of these. Uh, Gigantic or uh, Paragon? Pa Paragon. Yeah, Paragon. Paragon. Paragoozle. Paragoozle. Which one would you pick to play? Gigantic. Done. Really? Okay. Gigantic. Yes. Yes. Wow. Omar? Okay. Having played literally like two rounds of Paragon yeah. and two rounds of Gigantic, right? Yeah. I had more fun in my two rounds of Paragon. Okay. But however, you know, it's the Gigantic might have more potential, which I'm, I'm going to play again. But though based on those two rounds I played, I had more fun in Paragon. But again, that's only I'll play. I'll play two rounds of each. <laughs> so, like, caveat. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I think Gigantic's art style has a lot going for yes. it. It's yeah. beautiful. Erhan, you have an answer to your own question? Yeah, I, I was going to go with uh, Paragon as well. As no, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, I wonder if that just has to do with you guys are, are big fans of the traditional MOBAs, Dota 2, League of Legends, and maybe that, that that's what it boils down to. It's more familiar. Because Gigantic, it does, you know, it has its own little twist and stuff, and it can be a little confusing at first. Um, you know but I think like, in the end, that's what made it more for me. To me. Uh, gigantic. The one issue I had with it when playing it was mm -hmm. the attacks didn't feel like I was swinging and hitting, like a melee attacks, for example, from mm -hmm. like a, from a longer distance than felt like, nor like something felt off about the distance of attacks. Like I don't. Know I think they've altered that. 
Oh, did they? Because okay. I haven't I haven't had that disconnect with a single character yet. Like I'm I'm fine with you know having long distance melee weapons like a pull like a like a like a pull arm or something right. But when I'm swinging my daggers and the guy is like twenty feet ahead of me and he's getting hit, or vice versa, uh, it just it just feels strange. that sounds like lag. They're psychic daggers. Psychic daggers, boys. No, that's fair. Speaking of oh, no, games like uh like Paragon like uh Gigantic, another game that has I think a beautiful style. I wanted to mention this earlier because I think it did tie in very well with our previous discussion about the you know games that don't like fit the traditional MRPG mold. Uh, Peria Chronicles. We can we can finally get some gameplay oh. information about it since the remake was announced. Uh, it, this is still a game that's you know coming soon. There's no I don't think there's a release date just yet. But I mean, having looked at the the key points in a recent interview, one thing really uh, caught my eye over here because uh, 2P translated the interview and they said Peria Chronicles is nothing like Mabinogi. However, it's uh, the game plays more like uh, Minecraft. And Minecraft was a good good you know it's best compared to Minecraft. So it's an MMORPG and there's there's, there's combat mechanics that you know you'd have in an MMORPG. And they're comparing it to Minecraft, so it's going to be more of a sandbox-style game. And most of the content is going to be player-made. So I think it is living up to some of its um, like previous ambitions of having almost all player-made content. Because after they announced the remake, we didn't know what was going to happen. But how do you guys feel about their ambition and like what, what kind of game it is? Do you guys, are you guys hopeful at all? Yes, I'm very hopeful. I think I'm Minecraft scared. is the future. <laughs> the Minecraft kind of concept is the future of MMORPGs, if there is a future. And it kind of wraps up to what we were saying earlier at the beginning of the podcast about, uh, I, well, at least what I was saying about levels. Levels are a bad way to show progression. It's a very old way. It's stale. Every, everyone's been through that a bajillion times. With a game like Minecraft, uh, or I guess what this game is trying to be, what Perry is trying to be, the player makes his own story. They're part of the story. They, they show progression uh, through their experience in the game rather than points telling them how far they've experienced it. It's a great idea. Top notch. I'm happy just to see novelty. They're trying to do something different. By the way, we should point out the combat won't be like Minecraft as a little aside. The combat is still its own <laughs> card system thing that still is a work no in sense. progress, as they mentioned. They mentioned in the interview that's a work in progress. It's not the final product. But I am definitely I am definitely more excited now. My interest has, has peaked uh, with the last interview because I expected something more formulaic after we had mm -hmm. heard they went back to the drawing board. And now I see that they are trying to Definitely differentiate themselves, and no matter what, when it does release, based on this interview, it's definitely gonna, it's going to stand out, yeah, for sure. And I think it's going to garner a lot of interest just by being so different uh, from what from what we've what we've seen so far. From being so cute. Yeah, sure, cute, what do you think yeah. about it? Does, does it look beautiful? Like, look, hey, gorgeous, hey, man, I've, I've wanted this game like since the very very first trailer came out. So yeah, so I'm I'm glad you're excited too. It. it looks gorgeous, and like. I think after they announced they're going to go back to drawing board, I was like, okay, forget it. It's going to be another formulaic nonsense, you know. But no, that they're preserving what you know what people were excited about. So I'm mega hype. I don't know. Hearing that players are going to have control over most of the content that I interact with scares me. <laughs> you know what's the most interesting thing from the interview is? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe you guys can have a, a opinion on this. Uh, your UI. You can customize your UI, right? But based on the Google Translate interview, which I used to have 2P, you actually have to defeat monsters to get parts to customize your UI. So you're not just given the option what? right That's off awesome. the bat. That's it's, yeah. it's, it's very, yeah, it's very, and you can trade UI parts with other players. So I imagine you get double parts. If you what? want to customize your UI, you have to, you have to communicate with other players and trade your parts with others. And I, 
it's very it's very odd i think it's beautiful this is what the genre needs Mm -hmm. new, that's new blood. okay that's an in interesting idea like but like it, it depends what they're doing with right so if you start out with the worst ui known to man well you're gonna quit before you get any of those ui parts no, you start with i mean the, I, I would assume you start with a very basic ui not not a yeah, bad, not bad what, right? what if you start with no chat okay let, let's throw no, this out I, there they could what do if that. you start with no chat that's i think what they mean that is like um like there will be a basic foundation for say how mm -hmm. combat functions, and then you'll get these UI elements that allow you to change the way you actually engage with combat. That's what I took away from it. That you will have all these basics, and then you're able to enhance it almost, almost like a MySpace page without all the how the great is it? How great is it that, that we are literally talking about this right? And, and we don't know, right? We don't know. That's what we need. There's so many games today coming out where I can tell you what's going to happen. Ready? You're level one. You make a warrior. You kill five rats. You get to level two. You go down the road. <laughs> you know, you, you the first guy gives you your first fireball spell. You know, you go down the road. You kill some wolves. You know, whoa, whoa, you're a warrior. You get the fireball spell. Right? <laughs> like, Shoot, caught you. Got him. <laughs> my, my point is so like, so many of these games, right, are so formulaic. Like, even Arch Age, right, is a little different than, than normal. Arc Arch Age. Archie Age. You but, get it right. I already know <laughs> the gist of what I'm going to be doing, right? Yes, you do. Okay. I'm tired. I've been doing that for 15 years. I'm tired of that. All right. So, another, another, yeah, I agree with completely with my brother, obviously, because uh, I, I want something different. And another line that was interesting to me, combat is not the game's focus. We talked about, you know, can MMORPGs exist without combat in a previous weekly raid? And seeing an MMORPG... Like, Combat is a part of the game. There's a whole card system for it. And we could see some of the combat in the trailer, but it's awesome to see like a game that relies on player-made content where combat is not the main focus and it's going to be an MMO. And that's just... It's interesting to me because no, we, I'm, I'm so tired of the same nonsense. So God bless. Hopefully, even if it crashes and, crashes and burns, at least it's trying something different. It may be a very risky maneuver because you know people do the same old <laughs> shit over and over again because it works. It's a risky venture. And I guess, you know, God bless Nexon for publishing it. Why, why do you guys think I, I mean, play D and D now? It's just because it's all boring. All MMOs, they're all, they're all, they're all boring. God bless. You guys get it? Bless. Aha. So, my prediction is, even if this does well in South Korea, it's never in the U.S. My prediction. I'm optimistic. My prediction is this is gonna be a big game. I could be wrong, but I'm, 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 I'm confident. I believe. I don't I know. I, I'm. Yeah, I'm worried too I'm because. Saying, it, it's mm -hmm. not. It's too niche, maybe. Well, we'll see what it is when it's released. But in my mind, this is between like uh, between Mabinogi and Minecraft. Like not, no, not you know, nothing like either, but in between, where you have well, MMORPG <laughs> elements, but then Minecraft style players do everything. I say, why not just do an international release? Yeah, like Final Fantasy. Like, why not? Like, well, why limit yourself? You know, in your market. Well, I've I've got two core thoughts about this. One, I. Okay, so UIs are pretty bad, and a lot of times we have to make use of like third-party UIs. But if they don't exist, that's one thing. But knowing that like something that might make my play experience more comfortable and that I might hate the basic UI um, is a thing. I just knowing that I'd have to go through content to get that UI, and that it could possibly be a random drop, puts a huge damper on the idea of the game and. When I think of what I'm probably going to be given at the beginning, like the just imagining what I'm going to be given at the beginning in terms of UI versus what I could be using, I'm sitting here thinking, this is off-putting. 
like to Aren't have to you, go um, through content. I think you're overthinking it. I think the beginning, you're going to start with a health bar and an inventory bag, and that's it, right? And what you're going to unlock later as you go is maybe like a like a pet system, maybe like a, a, <laughs> a thing that opens like a customization for the look of your equipment. Uh, you know, things like that. I think, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be as, you know, the way you're thinking where you're going to have core you know, parts of your UI that need to be found in the game. It's important also, I mean, let's keep in mind, before we get carried away with the UI, that this is, this is an interview that is Google translated. And I don't, and I, I think they're still, they're still talking in a very general abstract sense. These things aren't finalized. So, I mean, this is all pure speculation, right? Uh, it's also possible that this is, that this is being, um, What's the word? Mistranslated. That the context from the Korean to English is giving us a, a wrong idea. Because you know, yeah. so just, be careful. Just, just to wrap up thoughts on that and move to my next. Mm -hmm. Just looking at the UI and the screenshots or yeah. and the video here, it it doesn't look usable to me. Like not even usable. I don't know what any really? of these buttons do. Like look at it. I'm like, like, it looks, looks, looks minimalistic and great to me. Yeah, it, it, to me, it just looks but like minimalistic. Doesn't mean good. I'm you have to have minimalism with purpose, with something that's easily defined, something that you look at it and you know immediately what it does. That's the per point of minimalism. And I don't see that with this UI. Uh, but I'm, anyway. I'm excited. I'm more excited for this than I am for uh, Lost Ark or Lineage Eternal because I, anyway. I generally know what I'm getting with those two games. Uh, this looks like a whole potentially a whole new world. But yeah, But to my second point, right, so... People are going to make most of the content is what the mm. Im implication is. But a lot of the content creation we've seen it in videos already is based around a pseudo programming system that is mostly drag and drop rather than typing things in. I don't think that people are going to have the patience to learn how to basically program the things they're making. I, I don't think it's going to appeal to a large audience. And the problem with that is that I don't think that we're going to see a lot of very well-made content within that because not a whole lot of people are going to take the time to learn how to make it well. And that could very well kill it. What about people, people, made, people made an emulator on Minecraft, didn't they? Like these, all these crazy things. And it's like a pretty... Minecraft. Yeah, no, but these version. are a small subsection of people. Yeah. If you have and, enough people, they can you know, crowdsource the content. But the amount of content that's actually good and makes you want to stay is going to be so minimal that you're going to have gone through it in a short amount of time. But we don't know that. I mean, it's impossible to know that right now. I mean, I don't want to dismiss it. But you his know. history says that that's going to be what happens. But games like Minecraft pull it off. They pull it off well. You know, but the they, custom maps on StarCraft. Any map makers typically pull it pretty well. I, I, neither of us know. I can't say for sure. But okay, but there's a content. different... Yes. But there's a difference between the content in StarCraft and Minecraft, which is meant to be replayable, and like a dungeon in Perry Chronicles, where you're just going to mostly just be one and done. You're going to go through it, you're going to experience it, you're going to be done with it, unless it has a specific drop that you need. But I mean... But we don't know even what kind of game it is, you know? If it's going to be like that much of an MMORPG where you are just getting the content and leaving. Maybe, I mean, it could just be a... I have no idea what kind of game it is beyond some basic principles. But, I mean, in theory, do you not see what I'm saying? The dungeons will not be repeatable, but perhaps there'll be other content like farming or mini games or house building that'll keep people uh, coming back. I'll, I mean, it's too little known yet, but we'll see. And, I mean, again, I'm just looking at this from what I'm seeing right yeah. now. Mm -hmm. This is what concerns me, and this is why I'm not too... Uh... Right, that's fair, you know. That's, that's fair. And you guys are always telling me to speculate up. more. I'm speculating. No, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. You know, it's... 
I'm excited, but I, I, I can understand why, you know, people aren't either. I'm just eager for something different. And this potentially could be it. And like I said, if I can't just look at the interface and know what it does, it's off-putting. All right. To each their own. What else we got, boys? <laughs> Any interesting shit of the week? We have uh, some news about Crytek. Oh. Yeah, there was some financial issues. I, I actually did not have a chance to look into this. I only saw the headline and thought, oh boy. So... Uh, Aaron, would you care to describe what's going on at Crytek? Well, this the same the same they had the same exact issue uh, a few months back, where uh, actually since 2014 apparently, where there there are a lot of employees posting on social media that they're not getting paid, uh, they're getting late payments on their salary, and this is surprising to me because Crytek is a big company. Their engine is used in lots of big games, including Star Citizen. Uh, so. I don't know what's going the, on. Exactly. The CEO is Turkish. Can't trust him. <laughs> the CEO, don't trust the Turks. The founders of Crytek are three Turkish brothers. So Now we know why they're doing so poorly. I, I guess that's the end of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's unfortunate. Basically, they're, they're missing uh, their payroll. They're not paying their employees right now. They're waiting on, I guess, uh, money to be able to afford to pay them. But, I mean, that's kind of that's scummy. I mean, no matter what. You know, your employees need to get paid. You know, even if the company's doing poorly, you know, you got to, it's just unfair to tell your employees you're not getting paid this week. You know, I just, I do think uh, it's I'm, funny I'm, uh, that they announced they were transitioning to, a, to create free to play games. And that didn't really, that did not entirely happen uh, back in 2013. I guess that plan didn't work out. I do know they released two virtual reality games and I've played one called well, The Climb. Well, I knew, I, I remember back in 2013, when I saw that they were transitioning to free-to-play games, I'm like, they're done for. This isn't going to work. And I, I, I imagine that they had hoped that they could survive off of sales for their engine, the CryEngine. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that that's a premium engine in a way that, like, no other engine is right now. Like, Unity, Unreal Engine, they make their, themselves accessible mm -hmm. to indies and everyone else. But CryEngine, even though it has, like, a monthly subscription option... In the larger scheme of things, they're still holding on to their premium business model. And I I don't think they're going to survive if they don't do something to make it more accessible, especially like a free version that you can publish games with without any stipulations like you can with Unreal Engine and Unity. And um, the other thing is they, they have Warface, right? Okay, so in it's the three well. years since they announced that, they have Warface, and that's it. They have another game, it's doing a MOBA. Pretty well. They have a MOBA in development called Arena of Fate, and it's been in development basically since they announced this. It's just, it's still not here. They have one game that they're relying on right now, and I just don't think it's going to make it, because it's not League of Legends, it's not Crossfire, it, it's just, it's not a game that's going to help them survive. Alright guys, I'm going to call it right now. They're having big financial problems, and here's how I know. If you go out to crytech.com, the first thing you see on their home site, their home site for a gaming company, not not their new games, not their current launch games, not their engine. You see the Crytek shop where they're trying to sell you t-shirts. They're trying to sell you t-shirts, no! phone cases, and uh, what looks like uh, posters. How is this on the front page of of a gaming site? That means they're desperate. They need the the last thing they can sell is the t-shirts. That's that's oh my cringy. god! How hilarious is that? Oh, oh my god. god. It's not good. Not a good sign there. 
on the Warface, I mean, I'm looking at their player base. They're, they're, they they peak at 4,600 every day, and they're about 2,500 now. So for, for a free-to-play FPS game, it's, it's one of the more popular ones on Steam. You know, a lot of games have killed to have 4,600 peak concurrent users in a 24-hour period. I mean, it's not going to... I mean, they have a ton of employees. And they have, you know, one game cannot possibly carry a big company like Warface. If it was a small studio, that's a different story. That is unfortunate to see, like, these guys having issues, but yeah, what can you do? I'll make a prediction right now. Amazon will be purchasing Crytek. They're gonna sell. Ah. They're gonna sell. And I uh, based that on the whole engine thing. Basically, Amazon licensed the uh, CryEngine and just renamed it Lumberyard for some reason, <laughs> uh, and and made that free. So Lumberyard is free, and all Lumberyard is is CryEngine with built into Maybe. AWS, which is Amazon's cloud computing. Don't they have some games coming out, Amazon? Yeah, three games. The, the wasn't there like a like a like a heroes like 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 water polo or Forest something? Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> was, how how's that? Is there any info on that game that we got, or is it just same? We got a the, video. Yeah, there's a video of it. It's not from the perspective of the players. Oh, I see. Yo, this arena fake game looks so hilarious. Look at the characters. You can play yeah. Robin Hood, Tesla. But- Clear yeah, I was going to say that. Little Red Riding Hood. Fate, pretty much. But yeah, exactly. She was saying that in Fate, one of the appeals is, the general appeal is that you have all these characters that anyone can relate with because they're historical figures and legendary characters. So I guess, or, you know, Fate is like, hey, Fate Grand Order did it or Fate did that. Why don't we try doing the same thing? So they're trying to, you know. It's smart. I think it's smart, too. Smite have, did that, too. Smite did that, too. Yeah, but like, like, it, like, yeah. In Smite, it was relatable. I guess, I guess a lot less because they're not, like, like histor- like there's no historical it's mostly like just legends but uh it's an interesting way to to make it um so your game is compatible across different regions yo arena fate's dead i'm telling i'm calling it i mean there you talking about it has two videos uh over a year ago hold up uh maybe they turned arena fate into that new uh, that amazon game cuz like the map kind of looks like it if you scroll down <laughs> The last playtest was in May. Wait, no, I lied. August. August 31st is the last time I got an email about a playtest. So it's still being worked on. I don't know, man. Who's asking for this? Who's like, you know what? We need more MOBAs with towers, you know, same spiel. A manager who doesn't know what he's doing. That's who asked for it. A manager can't afford to pay his staff. I don't know. This just seems crazy to me. Their fate is sealed, boys. Their fate is sealed. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Mo- the mobile market is the toughest. Have you guys seen any gameplay from this game? I'm showing some on. on uh, yeah, there, there is stream. some. There is some. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't even look that like what's this? Just this is just why would I play this over like Heroes of the Storm, Dota League? Like what is going on? Just a bunch of creeps going down the lane slowly. There's a guy beating on them. Like what is, what is the point of this? The point is to make money. They're like, hey, look, all these mobiles are making uh, League and Dota and Hots and Smite are, are minting money. Let's get in on that, you know? Well, I mean, that at, was least, their... at least things like Smite is trying a little bit, a new twist on it. You know, Paragon, yeah. new, even Gigantic, a new twist on it. Like, this what? looks very generic this twist. This looks so generic. <laughs> this, this looks sad. This looks like... Generic, but they got Tesla. What are you talking about? That's not generic. <laughs> Everyone loves Tesla. Uh, Frankenstein isn't cute. That's sad. You got a little Frank- bit of Robin Frankenstein's also cute. not historical, so what are they doing? <laughs> No, um, it's Fate, Fate has Frankenstein too. Oh, okay. Legends and stuff like that. Somebody asked, is that a soccer field? It does look like the, the, the previous area was on a soccer field. I don't know. This just looks it's very... It's a strange plain. concept. This looks very plain Jane to me. 
Poor plain Jane. Poor Jane's everywhere. Is this actually the one that I was thinking of with the ball and then you throw it? Is this, is that no, that, this that, was, that was the Amazon one that you're talking about, not yeah. that. Oh, that, that one looks... That one oh. That one has the same thing. That one has heroes too, like the... From the... What was that game called? Does anyone know? I forgot. Amazon mobile. <laughs> what is this? Um, World of Lord, Lord Craft. Uh, Canaris Mansion, I thought it was pretty hilarious. It's 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 a, it's a Chinese browser game that stole our assets from uh, World of Warcraft. It's just hilarious that they they do stuff like that all the time. China China has a habit of making laws. Like last year, they just they announced they would crack down on uh, games that were breaking copyright and then not doing anything about it. And, uh, <laughs> and they didn't. They did not do anything. <laughs> Pretty sure that that was a uh... world of Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking bold, dude. I, I give him props for that. He's <laughs> like not fucking around, dude. No, That's see, a real Chinese knockoff right there. Well, maybe we maybe one day we'll do a a video oh, breakaway. Lord of, Someone's world breakaway. of Lordcraft. Uh, There's a lot of good Chinese games like this. All right. Well. Take it. That's uh well. I guess we'll just leave it there. And perhaps uh, for those of you listening on Twitch, we can watch the World of Lordcraft trailer together in the overtime show. And those of you oh, on baby. YouTube will be missing out on that hey, lovely content. Um, real quick, um, um, Akazia posted the the game. It's this game. Breakaway, yeah, breakaway. Yeah, give us, uh, we'll give, save, us we'll, we'll, give us an alpha. We'll save it for the the post game. So okay, that's right. it for you, guys. Uh, stick around if you're on Twitch. Otherwise, peace. Peace. Later. Yeah.